Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 3rd of September. Oh my gosh, it's 2020. This is the Gap, episode 532. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here. It's September. It's September. <laughs> yeah. It's September. That's insane. And the price of an Xbox Series X is... We still, still don't know. The price of a PlayStation 5 is... We still don't know. But we do know the price of a NVIDIA Series 30 card. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll talk about I, it later. I think I'm at this stage... I think at this stage, um, I'm thinking Xbox is going first with their price reveal. They have to. Because uh, I feel like Sony could just hold out as long as they want at this stage and they just don't have to do anything because it seems like the Xbox is coming out first anyway. So, <laughs> like, eventually, they're going to have to. You reckon the Xbox price. is coming out before the PlayStation? Is yeah, that, absolutely. Do we, have a, do we have a spreadsheet? Do we wind up spreadsheeting this shit or... Was no, it more informal just... than that? The only formal thing we've got is on the same day that the NVIDIA 3080 comes out, that's the same day that if fucking Tenet isn't out on streaming services, <laughs> you have to eat a fucking bowl of Skittle spaghetti. I think the answer was sometime in September. Nah, it's fucking answer. recorded. It's fucking recorded. <laughs> I don't remember. You'll have to go back and find it. Uh, I will. <laughs> I fucking will. You definitely won't. Oh, I definitely won't. won't. I definitely will. Someone who's listening to this, please help me. Uh, so uh, I, I know we've got this in the news, but we've got some other news. Fuck it. Let's talk about this right now because this has been fucking like the PC console war is played out, right? The whole concept of it being a war, I think it's played out. I'm over it. There's sure. no fucking battle. But there is still a race for eyeballs. There's no question. They are in competition. There's no question that there is a race for eyeballs. And I think the consoles fucked up by not announcing before NVIDIA put fucking stuff out there. I think if you can spend the price, the cost of Mm. roughly the cost of a uh, a new Xbox, uh, new Xbox, a new PlayStation Five, right? If you can yeah. spend that on a thirty seventy, and I think it's around that price, it's going to be around that price. No, no, you hold on. You think the the Xbox and PlayStation are going to be the same price as a thirty seventy? That's what you're saying. That's my guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you're wrong, but sure. <laughs> Am I too low or too high? I think you're too low. I, I think the Xbox and PlayStation are going to be much higher. Much higher. I think it's going to be around about the price we're thinking for a 3080. No fucking way. Yeah. You reckon like 1100 bucks? What? Well, I think the conversion is going to be a bit funny, but in terms of the nvidia conversion thinking, isn't even all that bad right you take into account yeah. gst there's only about a 50 buck bump right like i don't know man i don't know i don't know uh no no I, consoles ever break the thousand dollar barrier yeah like i think it's going to be interesting in terms of how low they're going to go with it um 
just because like are, are they willing to sort of take a hit and be like we're just going to be losing money on console sales and we're just all about the games or? definitely going to be losing money on console sales that is flat out the case like 100 they've always done that every single every single launch uh of every yeah. console except for i believe it was the wii and maybe the wii u uh, in the last however fucking long, in the last like three decades, has been grossly underpriced or below right. cost, uh, or at least below below retail cost. Like yeah. they're definitely going to do that, one hundred percent. That said, I mean, based on what we know of the components, yeah, like I, I, I might be undercutting it, but that just makes my point so the- stronger. The PlayStation released at three ninety nine US. Yeah. The PlayStation One. PlayStation Four. Well, the last PlayStation console right. launched at three ninety nine US. And what's, so, uh, what's the ten seventy in? Ah, uh, thirty seventy. Ten seventy is four ninety nine. Thirty seventy is four ninety nine. So yeah. Yeah. Thirty seventy is four ninety nine. I th- I'm I think the next gen consoles are gonna be the five something. What's the series? What what are the series? Sorry, the Xbox One X and the PlayStation Four Pro. What did they launch at? I reckon that's oh, maybe a bit of that's a, yeah. Because that obviously we're know. thinking we're thinking about the uh, full cost versions of these machines by default. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna try and find that. Both of them are doing a cheaper skew, although the. Uh, skew by the way SKU I don't know fucking something something unit uh, just means version you know uh, you've got right. uh, just for listeners at home in case I just didn't I realise skew is some fucking inside baseball horseshit talk um, but uh, yeah they're both doing a cheaper version of, of each console or the playstations is literally just removing physical media it's not yep. like less powerful, while well, the Xbox is a less powerful version of the same thing. Um, yep. I I am talking about the full powered version. I am comparing the full ver- powered version to a thirty seventy in terms of power because I believe they are comparable. Uh, I do not think I don't. You you think the you think the <laughs> Series X and the PlayStation Five? You think oh. they, they don't compete with the thirty seventy? I don't think so. No, if, if we're talking about I just don't see AMD coming out with something that's whatever um, Nvidia's doing. Like they haven't, they haven't been caught up in like two years now. All right, here's my here's my reasoning. Okay, here's my reasoning on this particular point. What I'm thinking is something AMD must have something up their sleeves, right? Because right. That's the only reason the 30 series is priced the way it is. NVIDIA could sell these cards at fucking any price. The the leap that they're boasting out of the 3070 is better than the card that is twice its price. It's better than a 2080 Ti, right? The 3070, the budget, budget version of the 30 series cards is better than the tip-top version of the previous series. They could have sold this for any fucking price they wanted, and there is a reason. There has to be a reason that they came out and they launched the way they did. The other thing is, all of the both of the consoles are boasting RT, uh, ray tracing. Right, but we haven't seen any of that. 
they're both boasting it as hardware uh, ray tracing. And we don't know whether or not that is software ray tracing that is hardware supported, much like their uh, the storage solution, right? The storage, the... So uh, that's another I'm going to fucking blow. We'll just do all the fucking news at this point. Uh Direct Storage, they announced, um, Direct, uh, sorry, Microsoft yesterday announced that Direct Storage is coming to um, PC on PCIe 4 uh, motherboards. Um, mm-hmm. And that is the SSD hardware, like the data transfer system that the Xbox is using, essentially. I mean, there's. Yeah. there's- so that's the thing where you can plug in an external or internal, I guess, hard drive connected to it and it'll use that as it's like either primary or secondary i'm not too sure what they're doing but you can use it as a storage device to At, play games and it's it's the it's the so. it's the like uh non-linear data streaming platform that the new that the new xbox is using and probably the playstation is using to be able to stream data faster than any console ever has before and faster than any SSD on the yeah. market, right? And the, well, well, the Sony had that proprietary thing they're building, right? Yeah, so, so it's system. we don't know about it yet. Roughly the same thing is, you know, yeah. they're, they're probably very similar, right? But Microsoft is is enabling it for PC people uh, players who have the requisite hardware, uh, which is actually so I built I built a new PC. The parts will probably half of probably seventy percent of the parts will actually show up today. Uh, none of it right. will be any good to me until a the motherboard, which I think is probably going to come dead last, uh, and b the graphics card, which is definitely going to come dead last because it won't be out for another fucking two weeks. But uh, yeah, and that's if you get it because oh, they're I'll, not doing pre-orders I'll, apparently. I'll get it. Don't worry. I'll get it. Don't worry about me. Okay. Um, but uh, so that stuff right that's 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 the the data streaming that's coming that's the xbox's big like fucking hey we've got this right but they're doing other stuff that like the the way that the storage system uh the storage transfer works on both the xbox mm-hmm. and the playstation is is hardware supported as well they've got chipsets inside to drive that streaming uh the I believe will be entirely software driven on PC, right? Because they're not making chips for this shit. Um, so, right, software like software that is hardware supported is probably the better way to to describe what is going on with the the data streaming in these consoles. And I believe there's a decent chance that ray tracing is software driven, but hardware supported in the new consoles as well. But there is still a chance that AMD have been hiding their ability to do hardware supported, full hardware supported ray tracing that we will eventually see, though that will come out at some point it's going to drop, right? And I believe that might be why NVIDIA has priced the cards the way they have because they're fucking scared, right? There's no question, right, that second generation rate tracing hardware will outdo uh, first generation AMT's hardware uh, rate tracing if they have that in, in the fucking 
in their pockets, right? But that doesn't mean that like coming out with it mm-hmm. and coming out with it at a competitive price point wouldn't ruin Nvidia's fucking piss in, in their cornflakes. And so I think there's a chance that AMD is holding some cards that are significantly more powerful than we know about, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a strong chance. And so I think there's also a strong chance that the consoles are better than we currently understand. I mean, we, we do, we've got the stats and stuff. They are powerful. There's no question. I think, sure. like, they're definitely capable of competing with a 3070. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like. I agree that there's there's probably some room for discussion as to whether or not they're more powerful or less powerful. At the end of the day, the utility to only build for one or two versions of fucking console means that optimization wise, they'll always be able to get way more out of a console than they will out of a PC. But uh, PCs can brute force this shit, right? Like they just brute force it with sheer fucking overwhelming power which is what the 3080 is, essentially. Anyway, my broader point is that the 3070 being priced the way it is at, let's say, around the same price as a new console, uh, possibly less, but if, if it's less, this just reinforces my point. You are out of your mind if you buy a new console. And I know that co- people who buy consoles buy consoles because they buy consoles. I understand this 100%, but there are people, right? Lots of people. I mean, fucking, I was playing golf with the boys last night and uh, JB and Dr. E3 Money both, I believe they both said that they were putting off buying a new fucking console and switching out for a new graphics card instead. And they are far from the only people who have changed their plans in that manner. My brother-in-law has also, like, he's a PlayStation diehard, right? But it is, he, he's like, no, I'm going to get a fucking uh, new graphics card instead. He probably, he should probably uh, get a uh, whole new computer, I would say, because I, I think he's just going to have a massive choke point and, and the rest of his fucking computer. But, uh, like, nevertheless, like, the point remains, right? Like, People all over the place, now that they have a price point, now that NVIDIA's price is low, hmm. I think I think the fucking console manufacturers are fucked up, man. I think they Sony and Microsoft are fucked up by allowing NVIDIA to come out. Because now, right, if they come out and it is more expensive than a 3070, that's... Like, forget the fucking... Forget the... Who blinks first on the console fucking question? Console price. Oh, is is the Xbox more expensive than the PlayStation? Forget that shit, man. That doesn't matter at all. Now that you know you can buy something that is either as powerful or more powerful. There's no way a 3070 is less powerful, right? As powerful or more powerful. If you can buy that for cheaper, get the fuck out of here. It's over, right? And you can build the rest of that PC... For like, you can put that fucking thing together for four hundred fucking dollars, right? Hmm. Like, what's that? A couple of extra control pads? No, they they. I think they've goofed pretty hard. Like, yeah, honestly, right. I think 
the um uh, I, I think I put this on Twitter. I don't think that they're like I think they've won the PC war, right? Yeah. Obviously on, on the graphics card side. And this is them going after the console generation now. Um being like, look, we've been in front on the PCs for forever basically i mean there was a stage there where you try and convince me to buy an nvidia graphics card i think i sorry an amd graphics card i might have at one stage i I can't remember if i did yeah maybe used it for a year and was like this is horseshit um but they've been like stomping for a long time now and um like they've just got no competition so i think this is them now being like all right we we've been dominating on pc for so long but we've also been dominating consoles on PC. You know what I mean? And now this is their way of being like, all right, well, how can we also eat um, Microsoft's launch specifically? Because when people are looking at how are we, uh, you know, how are we playing these games? We're going to play them on the ex- next Xbox. We're going to play them on PC. Well, now you can buy a, a beast PC and get some really good performance out of it. Yeah. And so I think their idea is now, well, we're going to start taking a chunk of of the market away from consoles because we can do that if all these games are going to be on there anyway fuck it because sony's doing the same thing now i mean it may not be day and date with their games but they could be leaning towards that sort of stuff and so i think nvidia has seen that potential and said well fuck it let's just let's just (laughs) get on board in that and um because there were rumors flying around last couple of weeks that these things are going to be a lot more than what they've put out there and i think that's why a lot of people were surprised. So yeah. I think it's a case of them going after the console market as opposed to being worried about AMD. Because I, th- I don't, honestly don't think they've got anything to worry about. I think their their biggest thing that NVIDIA has over AMD is that AI chip in their their cards. Like it just yeah. does so much work. Yeah. And I don't think AMD has that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's painted, patented by uh, NVIDIA, right? Because they can come out with something similar. They can come out with some, uh, like, analog- uh, analogous, uh, like, version. Uh, obviously, mm. they'd have to independently develop it, but they've had enough time now. I don't know. Right. Like, I didn't see a tweet, but it's roughly the same. Like, we're, yeah, roughly saying the same fucking thing. Um, yeah. You tweeted it. Like, you look at how much time morning. NVIDIA spent on AI during that conference, and it was a lot. Like, a lot of the things that were showing off were, like, this is our AI chip working on like DLSS and it's doing, yeah. you know, it's guessing where pixels should be in lighting. And, and now, you know, like <laughs> there's a huge focus on that. I just don't see AMD coming out with like something as substantial. Um, so, I, yeah, I just I just don't see that happening. But in terms of the pricing, I think um, I had a quick look. It was $399 for the PlayStation 4. Uh, inflation works out to about 4 30-ish, 440 US. Right. Uh, and then the PlayStation 3 was about $100 more than that. So they backed off a little bit for the PlayStation um, 4. So that's why I'm thinking I'm thinking somewhere around about the 500 mark from just what we've heard in relation to what's in this thing. Um, I think it's going to be more expensive than next gen. That's just my thinking. Unless they say, like I said, that they're willing to take a loss on these consoles. And they're more about the hardware then. Um, and then also with what happened yesterday with NVIDIA, they could also be like, all right, now we we definitely have to, to look at this. So um, I think it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks because I think it has to be this month they drop prices. Like, I don't think they can wait till October. 
Yeah. Like you need it. There has to be at least a, a month um, for these pre-orders to kick in. So it, it should be pretty soon. But uh, yeah, that was that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. Anyway. I, 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 yeah, like I said, I think we basically agree except for the one sticking point is I think AMZ has something and I guess you think yeah I just they don't, don't think they do yeah otherwise we would have seen it by now and they're they're on PC no see the, there's no point hiding the reason it. I think they have to hide it is part of their agreement with the console manufacturers yeah I think they have to let the consoles come out and have their big fucking moments and then they can come out with their their shit, yeah. Because otherwise they they eat the fucking consoles lunch. That's my that's my reasoning. I'm not saying it's necessarily. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent. Like I think, I would say if it was like a fucking coin toss, I would err on the side of heads. But yeah. it, I wouldn't be surprised if it went your direction. But like, I feel like we would have heard something by now. Yeah, by leaks, not Maybe. necessarily first party stuff, but like people leaking this sort of information. But we not heard anything, so I, don't I mean, we didn't, we didn't see, we didn't see Nvidia. Like we saw a fuck ton of Nvidia leaks, but only in the last week, right? Like sure. in the run up to the actual presentation itself, it was like fucking leak city. But we didn't see. I mean, anything. the design of that thing's been leaked for a long time. The fucking yeah, really like the time. the um render, yeah, but like. It doesn't, that's not, that's just fucking, it's aesthetic. It doesn't really mean anything. It didn't really tell us anything. You didn't like, you can make informed decisions, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, long story short, I'm buying a 3080, 100%. Day one, I will get one. I guarantee it. I will fucking raise the earth to make sure I get one. Uh... Yeah, I've got like I've signed up to fucking uh, the mailing lists of every fucking major Aussie PC retailer to make sure that I I find somewhere that has a pre-order so I can get it ASAP. Sure. I'm just gonna go a Founders Edition. I've looked into it a lot. Uh, I do not like. I think the well, first of all, uh, the the cooling system on the on the thirty eighty stock seems mm. well and truly good enough um more than good enough it seems like they've made some really uh good adjustments it seems like the uh the third party cards are just going to be sort of variants of the same thing except for the weird front and rear thing like on the fucking uh right reference cards they're sort of like there's one on the left side and one on the right side, or one on the top and bottom. I don't know if I yeah, talk about. I think a lot of those are they. They usually they tweak a lot of the um, like the how quickly they run, and then you've got because they've got some of them have different types of cooling on them. Like yep. the the founders edition stock and video card has like the two um, fans. One on is on one side, it's like an intake, and the other one is on the other side and it's sort of acting as like an exhaust. Yeah. But then you look at some of the third party ones and they're, some of them have like three fans and some of them have two and they're a bit different. And so I think it's too early to tell because we literally don't know anything about those cards. No. um, In terms of performance, like we've got specs and that sort of thing. But 
we don't know how they run um so it's a bit hard like there's a couple of benchmark like hands-on results out for the founders edition and that seemed to be like a um nvidia sort of embargo type thing that they put out there like hey we're gonna put our stuff out first and then you guys have to wait yep. until yeah. until like we, we release our stuff so um yeah i mean i mean like it looks the, the numbers they're showing off that i saw from uh like digital foundry we're doing some stuff yeah um they're saying like a 60 to 80 percent increase over 2080 to 90 yeah 90 depending on what game i mean that's doom right it's not that <laughs> not that good not that um, good increase over performance of the the 2080 which is uh also the the price is the big factor right that came out as 699 us which um to buy a 2080 just like a, a founder's edition or, or even some of the the third party ones they're like 850 yeah. 900 us yeah. so they've cut undercut themselves by like 150 us which is it's doing nearly double the amount of power mm. of a 2080 yeah. so they've basically like who who buys a 2080 now what's the point unless they drop in value for like half the price you can't even sell your second hand one right yeah except for fucking peanuts on the dollar like we're gonna see fucking i don't know we're gonna see bitcoin miners go out of their fucking like get fucking rock hard dicks and just fucking blow that shit up because suddenly people will be like well can i get a hundred bucks for this 2080 ti you probably mm. like put together a belting pc out of second hand parts uh coming out of this fucking this like come fucking i don't know october 1st yeah like what about henry cavill poor guy poor guy <laughs> he just, he just <laughs> built that beast <laughs> uh, classic um yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do with my current computer eh? i'm gonna like strip the hard drives out but i would do that anyway and i don't yeah. know what the fuck it's is gonna like i'm gonna do with it I, media I, center no, I've got a fucking Plex. Uh, sorry, I've got a fucking oh, right. um, Synology, like NAS. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Home server for, for video games. Perfect. Finally. Minecraft server. Yeah. <laughs> um, streaming PC. There you go. The streaming PC. Perfect. Uh, I did some, let's, let's use that as a segue. I did some streaming last week. Uh, streamed for an hour and a half uh, to talk about uh, Windbound. So uh, basically what yep. I, I did was uh, a, a review stream, a review Q&A stream, I suppose, uh, based on an idea uh, that JB put out there. I think uh, it was, I, well, I mean, I think it was successful. Like, I don't really, I didn't really have anything in mind that uh, would warrant success or failure, uh, except for the, like, the fact that, I got it done, I suppose. Um, sure. Had a couple of people jump in. Uh, Mash, uh, Dangers jumped in uh, to ask some questions uh, and keep me company. That was awesome. Uh, Eternal Beta Podcast jumped in uh, to sound check me, which was very helpful. Liam was there. Uh, LJM was there. Uh, Johnny Bravo. You showed up at one point. Dr. E3. Money uh, showed up. It was, uh, I thought it was good. Like, honestly, like I said, I didn't have uh, real metrics on what success would look like or success or failure would look like. 
But it was more about the. I uh, can give you a metric. Go on. Sorry. Yep. To cut you off. Sure. It's hard when we've got a, a one and a half second delay. Yeah. I've got to try and find my spots. Um, I, I you were second on the windbound um, <laughs> viewer count. So yes, when, when I was in there, I think it was you had like, um, uh, you had people in there, but you were second. Right, right. So, perfect. And there was, I would say, <laughs> probably, I don't know, like forty, maybe thirty-five people streaming it at that stage. Wow. Yeah, you were wow. doing well. You were a windbound influencer. Perfect. Finally, <laughs> that's what I was always, I've always dreamed of. Um, yeah. So the well, the idea of the stream, uh, and you can go watch the vod back, I suppose, on Twitch.tv slash Joey Jojo. Um, was to basically just you know play through the game, answer any questions, ruminate on anything I felt I didn't get into in the. Uh, in the review or on the podcast and uh and just sort of yeah like a decompress on the review i guess uh i think it's a good idea like as a as a concept i think it works uh i i, I it's something i could see myself doing more of uh down the track i probably i so i did 90 minutes for this one i probably wouldn't do i probably cut it down to 60 next time uh Mostly because I uh, I was sort of just like looping back in on the same subjects a little bit by the end. Uh, the other thing is, I think it really uh, <laughs> it, it it pretty clearly lays bare how incapable I am of talking and playing at the same time. <laughs> because right. holy shit. Uh, the amount of times, like I, yeah, I watched it back. I didn't watch it all back, but I watched back chunks of it. And uh, yeah, the amount of times I lose my train of thought while I'm doing something. Like I've got two speeds. I'm either on topic, at which point I will crash my boat into something and then drown, or I uh, will forget what I was talking about and uh, what because I'm too busy concentrating on not crashing my boat and drowning. Uh, those are my two fucking options. Yeah. Um, so, nevertheless, uh, yeah, I think I think it was like it was a good idea, and uh, yeah, I'll do it more in the future with whatever I view next. Although I don't have any reviews this week. Uh, yeah, everything I played is way too long for a one week review. Yeah, yeah. What happened with your um, Microsoft Sam review? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you watched the YouTube review version of uh, the review that I put up uh, for Windbound, but um, it basically sounds like Microsoft Sam because I recorded it extremely late at night. And so I'm like, uh, Windbound is... It's very monotonous, uh, but uh, I probably should have just gone with Microsoft Sam all the way. Uh, <clears throat> would have sounded <clears throat> less weird, uh, but oh well. Oh well. I like the... like. It'd probably be way easier to edit as well. Oh, Microsoft Sam. Oh, well. yeah. Anyway, just let him ramble. Just let him fucking go. <laughs> like no pauses, zero punctuation style. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's good. Uh, and that's the end of me playing Windbound. I suppose. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, 
I got completely lost. Uh, and I got murdered by a shark, which is something I th thought couldn't happen. And I wrote about it in my review, although uh, I'm very pleased to say that I uh, covered my bases and said that I'm pretty, like, I, I believe that it can't happen the way that it did. I'm 90% sure that it can't happen. Uh, I was incorrect, but uh, what can you do? I'll leave it up because I got to wear my, uh, my being wrong, right? Anyway, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, so, uh, do we talk? We didn't really talk about building a new PC at all, but uh, I'm building a new PC in general. Right. I just we just sort of segued. So yeah, building a brand new PC for the 30 series cards, um, or to make sure that my current PC doesn't isn't just chock-a-block full of uh, bottlenecks for the 30 series, mm -hmm. the 3080 that I will be buying when it's available. Uh, so I'm going with a, going with AMD, um, which I know you were against, uh, but um, yeah, PCIe 4 is only available on... Uh, AMT motherboards at the moment, so yeah, may as well. I mean, as far as I know, you don't really need the PCI. Like for, you don't even need the PCI three at this stage, except for direct storage, the uh, yeah. brand new announced technology. Um, so uh, yeah, there's that. Um, thirty two gig of RAM, a AMT um, R seven thirty seven hundred X. Um, at an MSI Tomahawk Mobo, uh, some, oh, an M2, one terabyte M2, uh, a Lian Lee case that I think might be here now, a MSI 850X, 850 yeah. watt PSU, and... Something I'm forgetting. Something I'm forgetting. Something important. Fans. How many fans you got? Stock fans, baby. I'm Calling. going stock. Calling. I'm going a big dicket with stock. Like the fucking lunatic that I am. Um, I think that's it. PSU. PSU. Case. CPU. Mobo. RAM. Uh, primary hard drive. All my other hard drives are just coming out of this fucking this computer at the moment. Yeah. Uh, that's it, right? Don't need anything else. Yeah. Graphics card. No. Uh, when it's available. Sound card. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Software all the way, baby. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I think the most exciting thing will be that I have to reinstall Windows. So it'll be pretty interesting to see how that goes. Uh, I mean, it's generally pretty simple yeah these days you, you just grab your key and fucking off it goes it takes a couple minutes i what i usually do is write down like um like the apps that i'm using that mm. are on my drive that i like really need and then i'll create a list reinstall yeah. them all the games are generally pretty easy because um steam just dumps it back in there yeah the windows ones are 
bit funny. Right. Like you might want to look up how to do that for like, uh, um, I don't know, what do you got installed? Like Sea of Thieves or something? Oh, yeah. um, but yeah, I, know, I, I think data. Ubisoft is pretty good. I just fucking yeah. reinstalled. Just download it again. Um, what's that? What's that? There's that fucking program that downloads all your basic stuff right from the get-go. What was that called? I can't remember. No my, idea. My biggest DLC. worry is is that uh no it's like no, <laughs> nine something I don't know. Uh, I, my biggest worry is that I'm gonna have to a somehow remember my last pass password, my master password. That's gonna be a fucking problem. Yeah. And b um yeah make sure I like deauthorize like undo like two party authentication on fucking Uplay and Steam and all that shit so that when I try to fucking or maybe not Steam I think Steam will be fine but Uplay I definitely need to do it because otherwise you got to do like a full recovery uh, but that shouldn't matter because it'll just email you right the authentication code no it uses Google authentication or maybe I only need to do that when I change phones I don't know I've definitely been dicked yeah, about before you change phones. I don't know what you're talking about you're <laughs> I'm gonna like what I'm saying is I'm gonna have to fucking make sure that I have passwords for everything. Uh, LastPass is probably the most important one because um, I have no idea yeah. what the fuck that is. It's gonna be a uh, fun Not adventure surprising. trying to find out, work out which fucking which of my passwords. You know, because I've got good yeah, passwords. You need right. a password manager for LastPass. That's what it. That's what that's I need. What I, I get one pass or some shit for just for LastPass. What do you do? Like you provide. Last pass passwords. Oh my yeah. god. Yep. Uh anyway. Um yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited to build a new PC. Uh I'm not excited about the building part, but I'm excited to play on a brand new PC. Are uh, you gonna do a um a Henry Cattle Cavill video with uh, a like a tank top on and fuck yeah. Some slow music. Yep. Some, <laughs> some Barry White, I don't know. One hundred percent. That's genius. Let's do it. No, because fucking uh, nobody like that's nobody. I don't do things pretty. It'll be me sitting with fucking plumbers crack out the fucking wazoo on the fucking on the carpet, like cramming my fucking hand into a fucking case and then bringing it back out. And all my knuckles are bloodied because I've dragged it up along the fucking metal siding or some shit. And we're like, oh, God. And then there'll be blood everywhere. And yeah dust everywhere the screw down the back oh my god i'm like people will watch me like pick it up and like shake the fucing pc again they're like it's my job it's job but that's the way i've always done it so i don't give a fuck yeah (laughs) gold yeah all right all right i should move on let's do it i'll say no no all right um be playing dota underlords the new update came out recently Um, I think it's like a new season or something, but big changes. Um, This one added a a lot of new heroes. It rotated out heroes, added some new items in there, and um, sort of just like general dotery type stuff where they just redesign the way characters work. All of a sudden, like something that was a level four is now a level one and vice versa. So they've they've played around with a lot. Yeah. the new heroes that they've added are uh, Ventral Spirit, Meepo, Spirit Breaker, Spectre, Death Prophet, Pangolier, Rubik, Wraith King. Um, he's a like a little rodent thing with a hat and a bunch of swords, and he rolls around in in Dota. 
Nope. Okay. Um, and then uh, some returning heroes, which are the ones they sort of rotated out last time. Um, they're coming back, which is Anti-Mage, Bounty Hunter, Enchantress, Phantom, Assassin, Kunkka, Alchemist, Puck, and Lena. And the ones they rotated out, so they've been removed from the game for the moment, Arc Warden, Bloodseeker, Broodmother, Disruptor, Enigma, Io, Morphling, Necro, Nyx Assassin, Ogre Magi, Razor, Sand King, Shadow Fiend, Tiny, Warlock, Weaver, Witch Doctor. And um, so with that, a bunch of alliances were also removed, but they added a bunch of new licenses, sorry, alliances as well, um, which sort of change up the meta and, you know, you got to try and think of different ways to approach it. So... Yeah, I decided to jump back back into that. Been playing um, a bunch of ranked because they reset the ranked modes again. Uh, it looks like it went... I don't know if they reset it back to zero or if they kind of just reset it back to whatever you were at before. And like level one, say you were in like um, smuggler or whatever it was and like, you know, level one smuggler. Uh, and I think that's what they've kind of done because yeah. they're rolling back to, to zero. No, just back to the oh. yeah. No, it was down. Wasn't it down a rank into the base level? Right. It was down one rank, and yeah, the the basic level. One major that level. Rank. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it says here. So, yeah, uh, I've jumped in, been playing a bunch of that. That game's still really cool. Like, uh, I, I like sort of doing some warm up rounds with a knockout and just playing a bit with that. I think they've got some um, balancing to do still. They might have change some stuff today no they, they did roll out a patch a couple of days ago i but i i chucked on um chucked on some specter because i heard he was pr- or she she was pretty good and yeah she's dumb like <laughs> you get some silly items on specter and it's just ridiculous so um she's able to basically once she builds up enough mana she chucks out like her i think it's called a spirit dagger and then that allows her to run through people, and uh, she usually trounces back to the like the back line somewhere. And when that happens, um, for a couple of seconds, I think it's like four seconds, she gets attack speed and is able to do a lot of damage really quickly. And so if you've got like a um, a battle fury on Spectre, which is what I put on her when I was playing, it was just disgusting. Like. I think I was playing like trolls as well. So I had stacked up my bonus attack speed and then she would just jump in the back line and just instantly melt like <laughs> four heroes <laughs> as a level three. And it was disgusting. So um, I feel like that worked, worked pretty well and uh, they, they might be changing her a little bit. But otherwise, like I didn't, nothing really jumped out to me as much of like this character seems a bit stupid because... That was the one that I saw a bunch popping up over and over again that um, that it seems like people are using quite a bit. So they might they might change that one. But yeah, it's really cool that they're still like updating that quite a lot, that game. Yeah. Um, and I like the idea of rotating out heroes and chucking in new ones and sort of like disrupting the meta to allow people to try new things and figure out like what works and what doesn't. Um but yeah, did, you haven't had a chance to jump back in, obviously. No, I'm, I'm keen to have a look, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't played in fucking ages, but uh, I have been I've been playing CRPGs 
like yeah, you know, okay. or, or the other games on the list this week uh, that I think have actually worked pretty well for my uh, the purpose of playing a game and watching the basketball at the same time. But right, I think, yeah. I think Underlords would probably work as well. Uh, Underlords, that's maybe what I've kind of been doing. Yeah, maybe a little bit more attention intensive, but uh, I'll, I'll give it a try. Uh, maybe after no, no, the basketball will be finished by the time this podcast over. But no, it'll be starting. Isn't I think Rockets are on after. Isn't it Miami and Bucks now? Now, I yeah. Think Rockets will probably be on in about an hour, six six p.m. here. Optimistic of you to think that we'll be finished by then, but <laughs> we'll be fine. Uh, um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, cool. the other game we've been playing is uh, PGA to a 2K21 still, <laughs> yep. which we talked about last week. You were on the hate train pretty hard mm. back then, yep. um, and yet you're still playing it. So we jumped in the other night and um, same crew, you changed up your control scheme. You started using mouse and keyboard. Mm. Um What's what's going on there? How how you sort of dude? That's it's what cheating. are you feeling? That's cheating. Uh, like it's that's it cheating. is ridiculous. It is so much easier to do everything with the mouse and keyboard. Like it's just easier to fucking draw back and draw up on a fucking mouse uh, than it is compared to a fucking a thumbstick. I don't know what the fuck it like it is in particular. I haven't calibrated or anything. I didn't even need to. I'm just hitting the ball straighter now. My only real problem is what I was talking about last week. Uh, because it's it can be a little bit dull uh, in between turns. I get distracted yeah. and I lose my concentration, lose my focus, and then I fucking wind up losing. Uh, like, yeah. Otherwise, it's ridiculous. I actually didn't come... I played a game last night with the boys, uh, okay. Dr. E3, Johnny Bravo, and Heathy, and uh, I didn't come last. I didn't come last. Did you which... come last on the game we played? Yes. Oh, it must have. Been, I think it was. I thought it was really close between you guys, like the three of you. Until oh, listen to fucking Flexo over here, fucking knob. I thought it was really close between the three of you down the bottom. Not 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 three, with me. Yeah, because yeah, you <laughs> you won like fucking fifteen strokes under or some shit. Uh, um. No, it was not. It was not that close. I was. I think I finished par, and oh. Drew finished three under or something. And Heath was close to you, like eight or nine under. Oh, okay, I thought you were like five under or something. I, I definitely you wasn't. Were... No. Hmm. Nope. I played like garbage. Um, but you did well last night. Well, I didn't come last, and I was close. <laughs> like. A few, a, a few hit putts, and I actually probably could have won, but I'm still shit at putting. Like the, it's like the the problem that I was talking about still happens, right? Like I still get distracted and yeah. lose my focus, and then I'll fuck up something, a putt or something. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I've been talking about this quite a bit. I do not think I use the putt preview. It feels like the putt preview is like some sort of fucking like some sort of fucking genie's bargain or some shit, some sort of fucking monkey paw shit, where it's like, tell me where this putt is going to go, and then it's like, 
we like draws a line and it just barely misses the fucking thing and you're like oh okay so I adjust to the right a little bit and then I hit the fucking ball and it goes on that exact line even though I adjusted and sh- it should have fucking gone in a different direction it still hits that it's like ah but I told you where the putt will go after you adjusted it and you're like what the fuck is this like you can't fucking ultra predict the fuck out of me what the fuck you can't this this is this is not on I'm not a fan of this anyway it upsets me. Uh, all I'm hearing is you're bad at putting. Um, oh, I'm definitely bad at putting. If we, if we do some, so, someone can teach me how to chip chip the ball, I'll teach them how to putt because I can putt pretty well. It's a chipping that I have just no clue. I've great it. It's really bad. I'm fucking sick at chipping. No, I, uh, I like, ultimately, I still don't like the game. Right? Okay. Yeah, right. 100%. I do not like PGA Tour. I enjoy hanging out with chumps. And if I have to play a golf game that I don't love to do that, then I'll do it. But I'd prefer to play something that I enjoy. It's just not really on the cards. I mean, maybe I can convince everyone to switch over to fucking Underworlds. Like, we could, like, if there were five of us, if you were there, you wouldn't even be able to play. You know, like, I understand that golf is, you know, theoretically a four-person... Like, it's fucking... It's a video game. You, You aren't bound by the fucking... Like the same rules right like we're playing on a fucking mountain where each each hole we're playing on this one the the course like yesterday uh each hole was basically like on a different cliff it was fucking insane if i hadn't actually if i hadn't i got fucking deep dicked uh at one point by bad bounce that bounced me off a fucking mountain if i hadn't done that i would have won actually when i think about it uh which is upsetting. Although Drew got, Drew, yeah, also got an out of bounds. So, how many balls did you hit off the mountain? Uh, only, I only got one out of bounds. One out of bounds. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, like if if we can have a golf course that is on on mountain tops or some shit, then we can have more than four people. But for whatever reason, they limit it to four and. That's what it is. Like that's that's the end of it. It's just annoying. I don't know. Like just the choices they make. There's clearly fucking the easiest way out at every fucking opportunity, and it annoys the shit out of me. But anyway, yeah, I just I enjoy playing yeah you know, games of chums. I don't enjoy PGA Two K Twenty One. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's a good game. I don't think it's well okay. made. I think it's, yeah, like some fucking sloppy shit. Anyway, uh, but I will continue to play it. If it's the only only way I can play with chumps, I'll continue to play it. Uh. Right. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I haven't jumped into it since we played um, right. that night where I just destroyed everyone. It was disgusting, Chub. It was one of the most dirty things I've seen in that <laughs> golf game in a long time. It was a dominant performance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. I um, had a chance to play Tell Me Why, the um, new game from Don't Nod, who previously released a game called Life is Strange, which did pretty well. Um, they're generally like adventure games where you're playing as characters and 
making decisions and those decisions sort of affect the story in slight ways. Um, sort of a, um, similar to like what uh, like Telltale was doing with when they were pushing out a bunch of adventure games and they, they've sort of disappeared since then, but Don't Not are sort of releasing a bunch of, of these games now. Um, and this is their latest one. It's a little bit shorter than um, like Life is Strange. So this one, as far as I'm aware, it's only three episodes, I think. Um, whereas the last game that they did, Life is Strange, like this, it was about f- five episodes, so a little bit, a little bit longer. Um, uh, this basically tells the story of two characters who uh, have returned back to like their their childhood home um, after being separated for a num- number of years. Um, Basically, the premise is that uh, these two children are uh, seem to be attacked by their mother, um, and in doing so, um, one of the children ends up killing the mother, um, and it's it goes through this whole like um, goes through the police department, and it's like a determined as a they they were doing it in self defense, um, and then it sort of fast forwards. 10 years to the point where the these two children are now grown adults um and they're now being reunited and then go back to their home and in doing so um the two characters are allison and tyler and they have this like weird connection to each other because they're twins um where they're able to like communicate telepathically to one yeah, another that without talking yep <laughs> yep no we're and, fucking um, magic I'm just like, hang on, I'm just going to talk to my brother real quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He said that's fucking bullshit. He said that's bullshit. That sounds like, like something a twin would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they can basically, it's something that apparently they've always sort of been able to do, but um, people sort of rent it off as they were making up stories and that sort of stuff. Um, and so when they do get back to this this home that they used to live in um because they're trying to look at selling this old place that's sort of been abandoned for a long time they then discover that they might have other weird abilities um and one of them is being able to sort of recall their childhood memories and um and sort of view them as like visions and they both can actually see them while this is happening and that's how the game sort of ties into the puzzle elements of it like discovering where they left a key to open a door when they were kids that type of thing um and then on top of that also unlocking extra ways to communicate with like extra dialogue options with people being like hey remember this conversation on this day like what kind of happens and you're able to trigger those memories and like remind someone about something that happened or or maybe you were able to, um, like, uh, see an event that happened between two characters, but also you get two different perspectives of it because Allison's seeing it one way and Tyler is recalling it another way and then trying to determine, like, what was actually the right thing that happened. So there's a bit of choice in there as well. Um, but but the, the basic premise is that, like, they return back to this this abandoned house where they used to live and they're trying to they start uncovering things that maybe something was not right with the mother or were they 
or was she actually trying to kill these two kids or is something else kind of gone and that's kind of what the the story is all about um in terms of like I, th- I think it's really slow um <clears throat> i don't know if i'm liking it at this stage right. it's um it's i feel like it's dragging on like i'm not getting a lot out of the story in terms of its mystery it seems pretty standard at this point like in terms of where it went for the cliffhanger of the first chapter it it, it kind of ended on this note and i was like all right well it's not like that wasn't expected like i could have i kind of saw that coming type thing but they try and pass it off as oh look at this thing that happened now we're we'll leave you hanging for the next one um and so it's not really attaching to me too well it's kind of gone to the point where i feel like i'll play one more and if it's still not engaging enough for me then i might be out because uh, it's it's heavily story-based there's yeah. not really a lot else going on in terms of um like the puzzle elements it's it's pretty much just the whole walking around finding these like ghost light entities throughout the world hitting the remember button and then watching these little scenarios play out and then sort of progressing the story the story forward a little bit there were some like um a bit more of a puzzle based element uh towards the end of the chapter where you're interacting with a couple of characters in a supermarket store or it's like a corner store um which required you to to walk around and pick up objects and uh explore some dialogue options and then find some objects which opened up some more dialogue options and that sort of stuff but otherwise it's pretty standard in terms of what it's doing like having played their last game life is strange and really enjoying that game and what they did and feeling like that story was a bit more engaging and maybe more interesting because that tied into like a lot of supernatural elements and just really weird stuff that was going on and it played with like um like time travel sort of stuff as well so i found that really really cool whereas this at this point i don't really understand like what's really going on in terms of their their weird twin powers and and that sort of stuff um yeah it's just not connecting with me as much as their last game so i i feel like at this point i i didn't know it was three episodes until uh i looked into it because i was like oh i can't play the next chapter and um if it was going to be longer than that i i was going to give it like one more and then see if it did anything and if it doesn't didn't I, I wouldn't play the five but at this point with it being three i still don't know if i'll finish it but it's it's less <laughs> like it's less of a problem yeah like less, it's not that much of a feels less unlikely true yeah it's like watching a tv show right you give it a couple of episodes and if it's not really getting you then i'm not going to watch the next you know 10 12 episodes but if it's um, like a bbc star six episode yeah, like season six, or some shit you're yeah. like eh, we'll finish it i don't fucking yeah but it's not a, it's not a bbc three. thing where it's well that they're not 40 minute one hour episodes they're yeah. like you know they're like three hours yeah like three to four hours episodes so it's still putting in a decent amount of time and i i think that if it's, it's got one more on me and then if it doesn't do do it for me then i'm I'm done. Uh, just it just doesn't seem interesting. It's really slow in terms of what it's doing. Um, yeah. It's not really like surprising me in any way in terms of what this like the the story is trying to do. So yeah, I can't really. I, can, I don't think I can hang in there much longer. 
Um, but everything else is cool. Like the it looks looks really nice. Um, the voice acting is really well done. Um, what else is there? Yeah, I think that's probably about it in terms of like the overall game. But I can see it relating to people a lot more than than me. Obviously, um, I think the big focus of this game is your one of the characters is transgendered, and so it explores that. Um, quite a bit in terms of like this character talking to other characters and um and like their behavior and the way that they're interacting with each other and and issues that sort of transpire between that um so i can see it absolutely resonating with some people more than myself <laughs> yeah like but for me like the actual overall story like what it's trying to do with the the twins and discovering what's you know the mother's intentions were it's just not really it's not surprising to me it's just kind of low very one note so right yeah hopefully it picks up hopefully it's just like a slow start on it it'll it'll ramp up in the second episode but at this point i'm pretty pretty down on it so um i think the next one comes out on friday which is something i really like about it actually um is that they the episodic content they're doing is not the telltale style where it was like here's episode one and then you'd have to wait three months yeah and then here's episode two and they kind of just spaced them out and by the time you got through a couple you're like man i don't really remember what happened or you kind of just drop off a little bit whereas this episodic format of we're doing one a week which i think that's a lot lot cooler um whether or not it needs to be done in episodic format i don't know like it's this kind of weird thing where it's small enough not to be done that way. It's not like they need the time to finish it because they're done. Mm. Um, so what is the purpose of doing it that way? Why not just release it all at the same time? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's what? Do you have any thoughts on- I wonder if they do it that? like that to- uh, Like- I mean, we're seeing- even t- TV's shifted away from that, right? No, that's what I was about to say, right? TV is shifting back towards it, Right. To make it a, yeah, like Mandalorian. Or uh, The Boys, right? We get the first three ups of The Boys this week. And then the rest of the season is dripped and dragged out over the the course of whatever the fuck. And the alternative is, like, uh, make the same mistake that I did with um, Umbrella Academy season two, where I watch all of it in a fucking, in a single weekend. And now I've got fucking four and a half years to wait. Or, you know, fucking Rick and Morty or some shit. And you're like, well, cool. Yeah. Can't wait to see the next fucking season sometime in the future if the world still exists. Um, whereas, yeah, if you do the drips and drabs, I think people it's it lingers with people for a little a little while longer. I think it, it might make sense. If you are going to do episodes, I think it makes a little bit of sense. I mean, I'm pretty traditionally against uh, the episode style uh, for games. In general, I will mm. wait until an entire game is out before I get any episodes at all. Uh, right. I did it with Hitman. And, yeah, uh, that's that's just... I think that's a personal preference. Um, but being that it's much tighter, uh, much shorter time, I think, like, at least... Yeah, like you said, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a better system than what Telltale were doing. Like, at least it's a yeah. short amount of time. I think... It makes sense. I think it works. Uh, I would have liked to see, I just, you know, remember Alan Wake toying with the 
TV format a little bit. I, I still wish we'd gotten something from Remedy that went a little bit further in that direction, you know? Yeah. Because that um, quantum break was supposed to really go for that, right? But It did not. <laughs> I no. mean, it got to the point where you'd watch a... Um, like a 20, 30 minute video at the end of your chapter hmm. that kind of broke it up a little bit, but it wasn't like a, um, you know, you, you can play chapter one this week and the next week, the next one's out type thing. So, I mean, they tried something different. I just, it's, it's just strange having like th- this game is done and they're like releasing it on an episodic format Yeah, and when I don't think it needs to be like, it's not a cultural um, like it doesn't have that it's not a Star Wars or a, a Marvel like it's not this big blockbuster name that people are talking about it's but maybe like it keeps it you know maybe it's a way for it to stay in the public eye for a little bit longer and yeah. it might yeah yeah I get that Um, anyway I'll probably talk about it more next week when I play the second chapter because I, I you know I, I did get to the end of that playthrough yeah and then was like, oh, okay, it's not actually out yet in <laughs> the next one. Mm. So I do want to play it. Um, I just, uh, you know, it, it, I may not end up finishing it if, it if it just doesn't pull me in. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway, a uh, little bit disappointing, considering I really like that, uh, their first game that they did, Life mm. is Strange. I thought it was really good. I didn't play the one after that. Uh, maybe I need to check that out. Um, I think that was a little bit smaller, like a, a Life is Strange 2. Right. Oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't smaller. Okay, maybe I'll check that out. Okay. All right, because I think that is out on Game Pass as well. This this game is also out on Game Pass. If you've got Game Pass, again, Job and I talk about it all the time. If you don't mm. have it, get it. It's really good. There's a, there's a bunch of games on here that we're talking about today that are on today, Game Pass. Today, like, yeah, it's pretty it's like three Game Pass-centric. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and these are all brand new games, so mm. um, Game Pass is very good. Anyway. Uh, what else do we have here? You got a couple of games. Uh, yeah. While you were talking, you remind me that I played a couple of other, couple of board games uh, over the the weekend. Um, so I figured I'd chuck them. The first one is is Detective Society. This I kicked back, uh, kickstarted this uh, a while ago. Right. My, uh, you know, we, we uh, my wife. Uh, so we've been talking about playing detective board games for a little bit. You've got Detective, the board game, and I've got Chronicles of Crime. Um, and yeah, we are. Yeah, we've been talking about playing those kinds of games. I found this one on Kickstarter. Uh, it's a little bit different. It is more of an ARG than it is a board game. Right. Uh, so they send you a package and you are you are like you play the role of a detective mm-hmm. they send you a package and you have to um determine in this one you have to determine the likely whereabouts of a person and uh yeah this uh this diplomat his daughter's gone missing you have to find his daughter and you have to find uh where she is and to do it I mean, they, they do all this stuff uh, to, like, before you can even get to the first case, you've got to solve all these other puzzles. And it's sort of like, yeah, it's like an ARG. It's it's like a fucking an escape room in a box, basically. 
like you're not going around your room or anything, but mm-hmm. you open this box and you take all the stuff out and you open envelope X, envelope Y, and envelope Z. And uh, X has one puzzle in it. You've got to work out the uh, uh, the route that a secret agent took uh, on the train system of London. Uh, and all you know is that he did this and this uh, and this one other thing. And once you've done all that, you can work out. Uh, it will like sort of result in you having access to a number. And then the next one you have to work out is uh, the exact schematics of a bomb that someone put together. And you've got these cards and you've got to put the cards or like there's like fucking 30 cards. And uh, it's basically this, you like lay out five cards and the five cards results in the schematic of the bomb. But you've got to pick which are the, like which cards go where and stuff using information that you know. <coughs> and then Zed, uh, what was Zed? Zed was, I remember Zed was like, spectacularly simple after those two like the first two the train route was like some fucking crazy shit and then the bomb one was like cracking out a calculator and doing all this other fucking shit and then the third one was i think we like sold it in fucking second we're like oh it's this right uh but whatever that one is right i'm trying to keep it vague anyway because i don't want to spoil it um but once you've got all those like each the answer to each results in you acquiring a number somehow and then you've got to combine those numbers in a particular way that allows you to unlock a padlock and then that padlock allows you to unlock the case that gives you the information you need to solve the missing person's case and at the same time you're going on like uh you've got like you're going on the internet and you've got to solve like uh, puzzles on like websites to get passwords, and uh, you got to find this chick's like you got to work out this chick's fucking uh, bank password and get into a bank account to work out like where she's been, and then uh, you send emails, you like call a phone number and leave a voice message. I don't know if it gets more than that, but that was that's pretty fucking weird to me. Uh, it's an international phone call, which I don't super appreciate, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it's, it's just fucking crazy to me, man. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's quite involved, and there's some really good puzzle solving in it. And this is, like, episode one of six that I got. Like, I'm back in the full thing on Kickstarter. Um, but we had a lot of fun, like, trying to work it out. And uh, I think it works really well. Like, it's a... Like, the fucking build quality of it is fucking high as fuck. Like, really good, like, like comes on this really good card back stuff. Like, each piece of paper, uh, like, each note is, like, feels really firm. And, like, the cards that you make the bomb out of all feel really good. And, like, just has a really high production value. And, yeah, like, I think the puzzles look harder than they are. Like... When you when you work out what you need to do, when you like, it's I I I felt like we may have overcomplicated things a little bit, like we may have overthought things a little. 
um we right. may have like gone a couple of steps too far uh in trying to work stuff out and made things a little bit harder on ourselves when i think about the solutions to the puzzles we haven't finished the first case yet uh because it got to like fucking we started at like six and it got to like fucking 10 o'clock and uh we had to uh, leave a voicemail uh mail and i'm like all right well we might put a pause on it there uh but yeah like I feel like when I look back at the the answers, the solutions, the puzzles, we definitely could have solved them quicker if we hadn't been like, oh, I just want to like, I just want to rule out this thing. Oh, and I'm just going to like, let's just make sure it's not, this isn't a possibility. And let's just go like, you know, we're going to map a London and we're like, let's just make sure it's not, and yeah, all this kind of shit. But yeah. So did you get a phone call back? Uh, No. Uh, but I, I, right. I don't think it, like it's, you get emails back, like you get emailed and stuff. I think it does it that way as opposed to, I'm pretty sure it's automated. Like it's an automated system and it just looks to see if you've got the right word in the email and stuff. Uh, so it's not a guy sitting there like waiting for people to call. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Whatever fucking like there it's basically like it was an English number. So like fucking 2 a.m. fucking London time. It's fucking Aussie cunt calls up. He's like, yeah, hey, mate, I think it's this. And he's like, what the fuck? Uh, I mean, oh, jolly good, sir. Thank you for calling. You've solved the case. And then fucking on your way, you go, like, fucking hell. Nah, uh, anyway, it's good. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it. The detective side of it. I think they're selling it on the regular now. Um, I'd like... Yeah, it is essentially a, they send you a ARG slash um, escape room style puzzle. Like it, it, those the puzzles are that style of puzzle. There is a little bit of searching and stuff and you feel like a mad hacker when you work out the chick's bank password and stuff. Um, mm. but, but yeah, like by and large, it's, using what's available to you to work out the the puzzles at hand which is cool i like puzzle solving yeah looks like they're doing um on their website you can sign up and they send you a new episode every month right yeah you can just sign up for the one episode um and it looks like it's season one i think yeah or maybe not maybe there's more than one season i don't know um doesn't really say yeah, it's currently season one. I believe they send you one every month or if it takes you more than a month, they'll send you like the second season after you've finished. I think you can opt to have it done that way. Uh, sure. But yeah, it's cool. It's very good. Now the other game- How the other- much is it? That's a lot. Okay. <laughs> oh, I kickstarted it back to it, so it was probably cheaper than it yeah. is now on the- that's usually the way it goes. I don't know how much it costs uh, now, but yeah. Uh, I almost definitely got it cheaper than what it was. Right. It's close to 200 USD at this stage. 200. Uh, I think I spent, after postage, I think I spent about 220 AUD yeah. um, for six seasons. Like the whole the whole thing. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, cool. It's a board game. I mean, yeah, I regularly 
spend 200 bucks on a board game. Uh, one I didn't spend 200 bucks on, one I spent only 100 bucks on is called Forgotten Waters, uh, which is a, uh, a crossroads game. That's what it calls itself. It's, it's called Forgotten Waters, a crossroads game. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. It's a pirate game for three to seven players. Uh, although there is a solo variant and a duo variant, they're different rules and it's not like the official version of the game, but you can play, mm-hmm. it's generally a three to seven player game. We were playing with four people. Uh, if you're playing with four people, like it's, it's a, it's a pirate game. You sail a pirate ship. You, uh, if you play with seven players, every single person has a role. If you play with, uh, less, someone has to pick up those extra roles some of the roles are more involved, some are less involved, so it's easy to double up. Uh, but basically, each person on the ship, nobody's the captain. Everyone sort of has a different role that they have to do uh, and they keep track of. And it, it's a really good idea. It's a really good way to sort of, uh, like, make sure there's there's none of that quarterbacking, uh, which is what they call it when... Like one person sort of like in co-op games, one person sort of dictates what everyone does. I find that the group that I play with uh, doesn't really have a problem with it. Like we're generally pretty cool about not being dicks and all discussing stuff and talking through shit uh, in a pretty democratic way. But uh, there's definitely significantly less of that. Like there's not even the chance of it in Forgotten Waters because it all comes down to uh like the the roles and there's this like infamy track uh that tracks like how infamous you are and the more infamous you are the more uh notoriety you have the more say you wind up having in the going ons of your pirate ship as well and uh basically you start out at port uh you can explore the port and then you you roll away and you set sail on adventure. And uh, it's got like these scenarios that you play uh, before you even begin, like you lay out the map and uh, the map is like the same every time. It's this square piece of cardboard, but uh, the layout on it changes. You've got these tiles that you put down, these like, I don't know, fucking 50 cents piece sized tiles and each one has a different icon on it. And those icons represent different things on the map. And so the like that in itself allows you to sort of change uh, what each what the map does each time. Like in the first scenario, there's like the, the edge of the world uh, covered by clouds over on the west and some mountains and an island. And the island is ostensibly your target there's a ship out to the east and so you want to avoid the ship out to the east and so you sail west and the next scenario might have an island in the center and a bunch of cliffs around it so that you have to go all the way down to the south or something like that and it's very easy like very modular and each um scenario is different and all of the scenarios it's app supported it tells you what to do based on the app like each thing you do is basically defined by the map and you like you've got a book you've got the app you've got the map it's good it's good rhyming and uh 
each each new turn you move your ship. If you if you successfully moved in the last turn, you move your ship. You uh, put the number of the tile that you're on, like that your ship moved mm-hmm. onto, into the app. Press play, and the narrator reads out what happened, which is very cool because usually I have to fucking read everything, but uh, this time I didn't. Uh, and then uh, tells you what that will tell you what's happening. It'll be like uh, whoever the gunner on your ship now has to do this and they might like they either have to make a choice if like it might be like oh they have to make a choice to save the the shipmates or jump overboard and depending on what choice they make uh has like grave ramifications for the rest of the the way the, the game plays out and uh, but it's individual, right? It's specifically the gunner. And, like, it changes all the time and, like, everyone generally has an opportunity. You know, whoever has the highest infamy makes this decision. Whoever is the captain's first mate makes this one. Lowest infamy. Mm. Uh, whoever has this or this, the most treasure, the least treasure, all these kinds of different things. And so you wind up in this situation where, like, individuals are constantly making decisions and it changes the way that the the game plays out. And, uh, yeah, like, each time you do it, like, you you go on the, on the book and that decides, like, that changes more decisions. And, yeah, it's, it's very fucking cool. I think it might, like, I don't know if we don't know enough. I don't know if we are maybe... A little bit uh, too new at it, or if it's too difficult, or what? I, I don't know. There's something in it, right? I I really fucking like this game. Uh, I've been having fuck tons of fun with it. I reckon it's really fucking well designed. But there's something niggling at the back of my fucking mind about how it plays out. I can't work it out. Either we're supposed to be playing it more competitively than we are, and that that's a very fucking strong chance because in general we will. Uh, play like we play very cooperatively uh, even because this is uh, this is the group that I played Betrayal Legacy with and in general we played that extremely co- uh, cooperatively until the traitor uh, was mm. revealed in Betrayal and then whoever was the traitor would go all out to fuck everyone else uh, like because I think yeah the, the good thing about the group that we're playing with like they we all sort of take the concept of the board game. You have to play to the spirit of the board game or else it will fail, you know? Uh, I think we might not be, like, we might be being less competitive than we're supposed to. There's a chance of that. Uh, because there's a, like, you get a lot of treasure cards that allow you to steal treasure from other people. And we've been finding ourselves in situations where we're, like, super low on resources. And if I look at the treasure that we've got, it feels like something we could quickly resolve by stealing something like ever all of someone's treasure and then converting that into the resources for the boat. But it would feel like a dick move. It would feel anti-cooperative. Uh, it would feel quite competitive, but it would wind up being actually quite cooperative. So maybe so that there might be something in that, like our our overly cooperative mindset might be throwing us out. Or the game is a lot harder than I bargained for. Uh, the, mm. That might be the case. It might be like just a fucking rough game. Uh, that, it's 
I don't know if it's by the same people. I didn't look this up, but it's definitely by the same publisher as Dead of Winter. Uh, and that was a very fucking tough game where people were generally, like, you were generally going to lose. Uh, but you're going to have yeah. a lot of fun trying to get through it. Uh, Dead of Winter is a game that would have been fucking, like, is a lot of fun uh, and would have been even more fun if it was app-supported, like Forgotten Waters is. Um, anyway, it was, yeah, I think it was 90 bucks. I bought it for 90 bucks. I've been waiting to play it for fucking ages. Uh, I'm stoked I got to. It is fucking awesome. It works so well. The best part is uh, they've got a, a kid, like a, uh, he's like fucking three or four months or something. I don't fucking know how old children are. If they're like this big, I don't know, three or four months. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, he was getting a bit grumpy and tired, so they had to stop. So we didn't get to finish our first scenario, and the game has a save system built into it, mm. and it's super easy to fucking do. Like crazy easy. Like it's it's like they thought of everything way ahead of time. And so like you just you cross out some things like it's got like a piece of paper and says save your game. And you cross out some of the squares on the map, cross out some of the tiles that you used, uh jot down the treasure people have, and that's yeah. it. You're done. Yeah. Uh, uh which is fucking rad. Like really fucking or smart. You can just not have kids. Just don't have kids. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, that's that's what I thought. But sadly, yeah, they already they blew that one. Um, yeah. Anyway, overall, Forgotten Waters. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's go from there to uh, Crusader Kings 3. Okay. Uh, which is brand new out this week, uh, available on Xbox Game Pass, uh, yep. and it is a sequel to Crusader Kings 2. Uh, I've been playing this uh, despite the fact that it is ostensibly not available in Australia for some reason. I don't know why. It just isn't, apparently. Uh, but it is still available on the Game Pass because the Game Pass fucking rules. Um I played Crusader Kings 2 and I bounced off it really quickly. Um, I just didn't, I didn't have a good time mostly because I couldn't work out what the fuck I was supposed to be doing. It didn't really have a good onboarding process. It, it, this tutorialization was for shit. And uh, I, I wrote about this on Twitter. I was, I was thinking about this a lot. My biggest problem with like the idea of Crusader Kings 3, because it's, it's been getting fucking super high fucking reviews. Right, but the people you get to review a game like Crusader Kings are people who like Crusader Kings, right? Yeah. Uh, and the problem with Crusader Kings uh, or Crusader Kings 2, the reason that people bounce off it is because it is so fucking unfriendly to new players, right? And I don't think that you can ask a person who has you know, the fucking 30,000 hours that you need to have become familiar with and fallen in love with Crusader Kings 2. Like, don't think you can ask them for an accurate, uh, like, assessment of uh, whether or not 
the tutorialization in Crusader Kings 3 is good or not? Like, how the fuck would they know, right? They're like, yeah, oh, yeah, no, it tells you everything you need to know. Meanwhile, like, they already know everything they need to know. So, like, they aren't really capable of judging that, right? Yeah. My default position is that I would not play Crusader Kings 3 based off those reviews uh, because I assumed that they wouldn't be able to tell and that based on the fact that Paradox traditionally hasn't managed to fix their tutorialization, so I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't know. Like, I wouldn't be able to trust reviews to tell me. Uh, it's not a criticism of the reviews or the reviewers, right? Like, it's it's a really tricky situation, right? Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? You, you wouldn't get someone who hates Crusader Kings to review Crusader Kings 3, right? Because that that would suck for everyone. Like, literally everyone. The reviewer would hate themselves. The... Uh, the like website will get dunked on uh, despite it being a, like you know arguably a fucking valid point of view and the publisher would fucking hate that but hmm. like at the same time yeah like if the only question I have is have they finally explained how the fuck to play it without me having to watch a fucking 40 hour YouTube yeah. series yeah, yeah. uh huh <laughs> Like, yeah, if, if that's my only question at hand and I can't get that answer for that from a review, yeah, like, what, what am I supposed to do? Enter the game pass, right? It's basically a fucking game demo. It's a, it's the full game, but a game demo. I paid a buck for it. Like, fuck yeah, cool. Uh, jump on in. Play Crusader Kings 3, and that's what I did. I played through the fucking tutorial. It's significantly better. It actively teaches you every single fucking thing you need to do in the game, right? It just teaches you why you would want to do these things, which I think may be a fault, maybe a flaw, sure. uh, yeah. uh, maybe a problem down the track. Uh, but it does teach you what you need to do and, like, basically everything. It gives you all the fucking tools. And Crusader Kings is a game where you've got... You got tools. Uh, you got tools, yeah. and you do whatever you, you want with them. Like you play, play the game. Just play the fucking game. Have some fun. Uh, I don't know. Marry your brother off to some French chick, and then try to take over all of Ireland or some shit. The tutorial takes place in Ireland. Uh, well, I don't know if it changes every time, but I believe it takes place in Ireland. Uh, and yeah, you start off with some counties, and uh, you've oh. You're the ruler of the, the petty kingdom of uh, some fucking place in the South Island. And, uh, yeah, you that's it. You you do whatever. The game doesn't end. You, you don't have game over until you don't have a, a line of succession. So uh, it's not game... Like, when you die, it's not game over because you become your son, or if right. you can, if you can justify it, your daughter, um, and yeah, it only it's only game over if your son dies and you die, and uh, yeah, then you then you're done, then you're done, son. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it does it quite well. I did 
run into a thing where directly after the tutorial ended, I don't know if this was on purpose. I don't know if this is how it was supposed to play out. Maybe it was just trying to get me to start a new game or something. Um, but directly after the tutorial ended, uh, everyone in my fucking lineage was murdered. Like, all at once, like, seven fucking people in my family were just murdered. Because, like, mm. it's it's a game of, like, political intrigue and blah, 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 blah. But it plays out like a fucking board game, like a crazy, hyper-complex board game, but a board game nonetheless, where you do things and, like, there's a basically a bunch of dice rolling going on to see if they succeed over time. And, uh, yeah, you can employ people to, like carry out murder plots or stuff like that. And yeah, uh, apparently I pissed off some people in the tutorial and they carried out a bunch of murder plots and they killed my heir and then they attacked my main city and uh, killed me and it was game over. And I'm like, all right. Uh, Seems a bit harsh. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Can you save scum? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can. I do have a save from before that. And I can go back and, like, disrupt schemes to uh, mm-hmm. to stop that from fucking me up. But holy shit. I'm like, yeah, that seems seems a bit rough, I guess. Uh, but sure. I, I guess I'll just revert back now that I know what's coming. It's a game where you're supposed to sort of just deal with whatever happens. Like. Yeah. Although dealing with... Hey, everyone in your family just got murdered. It's a bit bleak. Uh, it's a bit bleak for me uh, uh, in my current state of being. So, uh, I'm yeah, I'm probably going to revert back to a time when not everyone in my family has been murdered. Um, but, yeah, overall, like, if you've got Game Pass, give it an hour, right? Give it an hour to play through the tutorial. It is, like, as a game that... You press spacebar, it pauses. So as a game that works while I'm watching basketball on the side, yep. it fucking works for watching basketball on the side. It is a fucking top-notch basketball game. Um, basketball watching game. Uh, yeah, like, but outside, <laughs> outside of that, um, yeah, like, it's. I think the tutorial is strong enough now to give you a decent idea of what to do I think the next step would be to explain why, why you do things. And there's still a lot that it doesn't explain to you. Like, uh, I ran into a bit of a, like, what, like, just before I was murdered horribly, uh, or everyone was murdered horribly, um, I, I was trying to work out how I could steal some land from someone. Basically, what I wanted to do was... I wanted to become king of all of Ireland um, and I needed to expand my territory somehow to do that, but I couldn't really work out uh, exactly how to do that. That's not a bi- that's not a huge problem. Like when I finally did work it out, I realized that it was vaguely, like it was touched on. And like it, even during the tutorial, they're like, oh, there are loads of ways that you can do this one thing, but we won't go into them all. Part of the fun of Crusader Kings is discovering them for yourself. I would say that that is marginally a cop-out. 
Uh, I do think that like you should like the game should explain in a little bit more depth. Uh, it'd be like saying, oh, there are loads of ways uh, that you can uh, shoot people in Call of Duty, but we're not going to tell yeah. you. Uh, we're just going to tell you that you can shoot people, right? And we'll leave it up to you to d- discover how how you shoot people, right? And then you're like, all right, sh- but shooting people seems pretty uh, key <laughs> key to the the Call of Duty experience. So I think you yeah. should probably go into a little bit more detail. You could be like, you could use a gun, you can use a crossbow, you can use a pistol, or they all do different things. Pistols reload faster, ADS faster. Like go into a bit more detail at the the differences that these things make. I wound up like yeah. uh, in my circumstance, I got uh, my bishop to forge documents of authority to give me the opportunity to uh to take over a nearby county and that allowed me to take over a nearby uh like duchy and so i was i had two going on that might be why everyone in my family got murdered i don't know that's the other thing that's the only other thing right the only other thing is i lack a lot of clarity on why things went wrong for me uh and i i find that yeah i'm my learning style is such that like I mean, fucking go back to golf, right? Like, if I can't work out why I can't fucking seem to putt for shit, then I'm just yeah. going to get frustrated every time I putt like shit, right? Because I can't... I, I, you don't know what you're doing wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't rectify it, right? And I, I feel like Crusader Kings may have a little bit of that uh, going on as well. But uh, that might be just one of those things that you you learn as you play more of it. But I'm I'm very yeah. keen to continue to play it. Sounds very different to the game I thought it was because I thought it like looking at the screenshots and things. I thought it was like a civilization type game, but you're describing a bit more. Um, so there's a bit more going on there, like some RPG type elements as well, and, and things like that. Oh yeah, like there are there are it'll pop up with screens to ask you to make like specific life decisions and shit. Like, uh, mm. uh, my wife it became my soulmate, but I could have like rejected her advances and stuff. And she wouldn't have, or like she was, she was, I think she was running a political or a scheme on me to get me into yeah. bed. So we would like, I think Your she wife. wanted, yeah, my wife. Yeah. She was trying to fucking, Scheme in of into the fucking bed, which hey, you don't have to try that hard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely more RPG. They I've seen it described a lot as a uh, a story generator, which uh, I don't really like as a descriptor to be honest um i I guess i see it the idea is that it's uh it's a platform to create these weird happenings you know you'd be like oh and then you know yeah my wife tried to run a scheme on me to get me into bed or some shit right like goofy shit Uh, or yeah i uh i took over all of ireland and i managed to take over the 
I became the Pope or some shit, right? Like that sort of stuff. Right. Obviously, that would be skipping a lot of steps, but mm. like, yeah, it's it's one of those games where really what you're doing is uh, a question of deciding, like you, you make your own goals at all times. There's, it's not like a game of global conquest or anything like that. It's literally a game of, yeah, setting your own goals and challenges and yeah. creating interesting scenarios uh, and seeing what happens as a result of that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Cool. Have to check it out. Yes. So it's on uh, Game Pass. Yeah. And other places. But check yeah. out Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Game Pass on PC. Yeah. Nice. Anyway. Cool. All right. Uh, what do you want to go with next in this list? Um, let's go to The Outer Worlds. Uh, another Game Pass game. Yep. Hope you're ready for the... Which, which, does the G in the gap stand for Game Pass? <laughs> it does now. Yeah, about uh, Game Pass game now. Yeah. Microsoft, hit us up. Hit us, give us money. Give us money. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um yeah uh the outer worlds I'm, i've been i started playing because i was playing another game that we'll get to in a little bit uh wasteland 3 also on game plus and uh i realized right the thing that bugs the fuck out of me in the wasteland 3 uh is directly resolved in the outer world so i'm like i never finished the outer worlds why don't i just go play that so that's what I've been doing. Playing the Outer Worlds. Uh, did you go back to like a, a previous save or like did you start from scratch? Very helpfully. I'd, I'd, un, I'd fully uninstalled the game. and uh, But very helpfully. Uh, yeah, my previous save was saved on the on the cloud. And so, uh, yeah, I just got put straight back in again, um, which is very convenient. So, yeah, I'm just wandering around. Um I wasn't that far into the game, so I'm just doing uh, the geothermal plant. You play through the, the Outer Worlds, right? So right at the start. Bunch, yeah. yeah, really early. Uh, yeah, I'm just doing the geothermal plant mission. So that's the second... Is that the second planet? Or that's the space station? Uh, no, first first planet. First planet, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, just rolling around there. Um, just soaking it all in. I just staggered at how much I like how full outy it is. It's so fucking full out, like three, yeah. uh, which is cool. Um, I don't love the shooting model, which I think is why I bounced off at first the first time. Like I don't love the shooting in it, uh, which is bad for a first person shooter. Uh, but I think it's still better than Fallout shooting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, oh, I definitely agree. And yeah, it's just uh, like, and considering my primary problem with Wasteland was that I don't didn't like the combat at all. Like by comparison, this is significantly better because just sort of, I don't know. I just like shooter combat better than RPG style combat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm just. I'm digging it, man. Like, I'm just having a lot of fun. Uh, I'll play... Uh, I'll talk about it a lot more next week because I'll continue to play this a lot more. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just... 
enjoying it. Um, the the graphics are fucking awesome. The g- gameplay is fucking great. Uh, like the the different like companion skills and stuff, like commanding you your squad and stuff is really simple and like yeah. quick to do. And yeah, like as long like I think as a, a direct comparison to a combat system that I didn't like. It's a lot more palatable. I think my problem was that I was coming off games where I really like the combat and this didn't feel that great. And yeah, I think in Fallout, like the the difference between Fallout and the, uh, and the adults is that like I kind of went in knowing I wouldn't like Fallout's combat, <laughs> and yeah, right. I I expected this to be better, and now it's just a pure upgrade, and so it's a yeah significantly more palatable. As a result, but uh, yeah, no, I'm enjoying myself. So um, the um, DLC for that comes out um, very soon next week, but it's not going to be. From what I can tell, it doesn't look like it's going to be on Game Pass. It's you get a discount for the DLC if you have Game Pass. Right, so okay. it's a bit different. I think that's yeah. that's their general model, right? That's that's what they're driving for. Is that yeah? ultimately you'll buy the dlc that's why crusader kings is on game pass because you know a lot of that is in the like a lot of the the meat of that game is in the dlc and stuff yeah so yeah but yeah that's how they monetize it eventually i suppose i um yeah i never got around to finishing outer worlds i think it came out pretty like towards the end of last year yeah um when stuff starts to get pretty hectic and so mm. you know that october november period is just <laughs> there's just things going on everywhere so i really like playing it it's yeah. just uh, a bit too meaty i should get back to it at some stage and and check it out because i was definitely having a lot of fun with it yeah do it all right cool what else uh, you got? what's next iron harvest, iron harvest? yeah this game, uh, you'll be shocked to hear, this game is on Game Pass. Is it? I don't know. I'm lying. Uh, I don't no. think it is. I don't think it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Iron Harvest is a RTT, a real-time tactical game, um, out uh, this week from uh, the people who made... Uh, no, they're like a small indie team, right? They didn't really they haven't really made anything before, right? But it's heavily inspired by Relics Company of Heroes games, uh, yeah. and um, it is based on the world created for the board game Scythe, uh, and yeah. It's uh so it's an alternate history game uh with uh s- some like steampunk vibes uh where basically mechs came to like came about a lot sooner than they well they never fucking showed up in in real life, unfortunately. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so uh, this is based in sort of like World War One era um, Europe, uh, but it has mechs in it and stuff. And so it's it's a pretty interesting, like, conceptual game. 
and it plays out more like yeah it plays out like company heroes but with mechs i guess uh right from the get-go it feels a little bit more simplistic than company heroes um like even with mechs the variety it doesn't feel like the variety is there the variety of the units is there like it, across different factions they all feel pretty similar uh each different unit feels pretty similar the the guys with the shotguns feel like the guys with the rifles and guys with the grenades are pretty much the same across the fucking board but um that said it uh it feels like pretty good to play like it's it's a such a unique concept that I think it works. Uh, like, there's, I guess the, the differences are largely aesthetic, but because they're so aesthetically different, it still feels varied enough. It still feels like they're, they're different enough. The biggest problem I have with it is that, like, the AI isn't very good. Right. AI is actively bad sometimes. And... I think that is a pretty big problem in a game where uh, it needs to be on point. It needs to be strong because the like unless your save's coming, the yeah the setback, the punishment for failure is is pretty high. I guess I talked you know it's it's a bit similar to to Windbound, right? Like anytime you get dicked about by the game, anytime you get unearned setbacks that feels bad and that has happened quite a bit in iron harvest primarily due to the pathing of the ai that they'll walk into like you'll direct them to do one thing uh and it's a game where you know like like company heroes like all real-time tactical games it's a game where you want your people to move from cover to cover uh to set up before they fire all that kind of thing but you'll see them like you'll direct them to move into cover and half of them will run around the fucking like there's a wall and you'll tell them to get in cover behind the wall from behind the wall and they'll run around the fucking wall in front of the wall and then run all the way back around and do a fucking 360 loop of the fucking wall before they get into cover Oh. triggering the enemy ai and half of them and getting burned alive in the fucking process you know like that is not remotely what i fucking said should happen and <laughs> i don't feel like that one's on me and the old the only alternative is to like micro click them all the way up to the fucking wall which feels really bad and shouldn't be a fucking necessity in fucking 2020 especially if i like company heroes 2 largely solved the problem fucking 10 years ago so like yeah that yeah. in itself feels bad the only mitigating factor is that the ai is bad on both sides um it's not just you getting ticked about like your unearned setbacks certainly come at the hand of some bad ai but uh unearned victory will also come at the, the hand of the same ai on the other team uh the very first the tutorial mission uh, you have to like uh, the it finishes with you like killing these two tanks and uh, my dipshit team half of them ran into a flamethrower uh, which was 
expressly not what I told them to do. The other uh, the other half couldn't get onto a mounted gun uh, for the life of them, and they just sort of stood there swapping between the person on the mounted gun. You've got to have like three three like people in a unit. Uh, yeah. to be able to access it and they were kept like rotating out and so nobody would fire the gun and then uh, when so they got murdered down to two and then because there was only two of them they wouldn't get out of the, the mounted gun <laughs> and so I wound up with like this is in the single player but like I wound up with just my hero unit left and two two fucking mechs chasing after me but they were at like fucking five percent health because the entire time like they weren't even the ones that killed any of my dudes right like my bear killed those dudes uh killed the most of the enemy uh and the, the enemy units outside of the mechs were sort of just like running around fucking uh murdering everyone getting killed by the sniper and the mechs were sort of stuck in this one like they couldn't path around each other they couldn't they didn't want to like collide with each other and they couldn't path around each other so they were just sort of like rotating back and forth for fucking ages uh while my sniper shot them so she did shitloads of damage to them fucking ages and then once everyone else died and the bear died uh then the mechs chased after me but i was able to fucking kill them mostly Thanks to the fact that they 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 glitched out for as long as they had, like it was a fucking mad goof, and uh, shouldn't have played out the way it did. Like, it's nice that I didn't lose the fucking mission because I would have been extremely upset if I'd lost the mission based on the AI fuck up. But the only reason I won it in the end was because the AI fuck up as well, and that's just not a good look at the end of the day, you know. It feels like a game that needs a lot more work, but at the same time, it's a platform for, I think, some really good things. I'd love to see it expanded out more than it is. And I'd love to, I would love to play some fucking multiplayer. Uh, some multiplayer of it. If only it was on run. Game Pass. If only it was on Game Pass, then we could all play multiplayer. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love to play some multiplayer and check it out. Uh, if only to see if we should just reinstall Company Heroes 2 or some shit. Yeah. Uh I feel like it will probably get modded into like a state that works a lot better. Uh cuz that's what happened with Company Heroes, right? Right, yeah. Eventually it got modded to a state. Or maybe they just fix it. Or maybe they just fix it. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Uh all right. Yeah. Anything else to add for that one? Mm. No. Um, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll keep checking it out, but I'm probably not gonna put too much time into it. Uh, yeah, I enjoy it, but it's too yeah. it's too buggy at the moment for me to take right. very seriously. It's, on, it's out on Steam, right? It's on Steam, yeah. Okay, I think it's cool. Seventy bucks definitely would not buy this just to check out multiplayer. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's insane. insane. Yeah. No, thank you. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we've got Wasteland 3. Hmm. Um, this is so this Pass. is my 
first. Yeah, this is on Game Pass. Game Pass. Um, I've not played a Wasteland game before, but you have. You reviewed the last one, right? Uh, yeah, I reviewed Wasteland 2 for PC Powerplay back when PC cool. Powerplay existed. What is it? What is Wasteland? So Wasteland uh, is a, it's a, an RPG, uh, sort of a Fallout-style RPG, you know, a top-down CRPG style, walking around, talking to people, managing relationships, and getting into post-apocalyptic combat. Fallout in the traditional sense, Fallout 1, Fallout 2, Fallout Tactics, not Fallout 3, Fallout 4, Fallout New Vegas. Um, yep. Top down, like not first person. XCOM. Not a shooter. Yep. Sort of like XCOM, I suppose. Uh, but I mean, the combat is like XCOM. The combat's definitely like X- XCOM. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, it's, yeah, it's wandering around towns and talking to people. And uh, it's, a, it's a genre that's seen a lot of fucking, a, a good upswing. Yeah. lately and i would credit a lot of that to the success of wasteland 2 uh i'm not saying that like you know they take a long time to make these games uh these these this type of game uh they're not easy they're not short uh but like that said uh so that, you know i'm sure a lot of them were in production before wasteland 2 came out but uh the i don't know the popularity of them is definitely i think can be attributed in at least in part to wasteland 2's success and wasteland 3 is basically wasteland 2 but like better bigger and better right like it just mm-hmm. does everything wasteland 2 does but bigger and better right and yeah. i think i think divinity as well kind of yeah divinity um, definitely fed into that as well 100 percent. yeah you're right um but yeah it's, it's it's this i don't know it's it's just this bleak version of a post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland america uh that is uh i don't know it's, it's just a cool world to explore and they i in my opinion fallout always had a bit of a goofier spin on it than wasteland wasteland was far more serious let's not say there isn't any levity uh in wasteland but yeah like comparatively speaking um yeah i think wasteland is a bit more of a, a serious take on the concept um wasteland 3 starts with you heading to uh uh colorado with the rangers uh you get ambushed and it's just you and your partner and that's it you're the last of the rangers and you gotta fucking deal with it from there and uh you go into this township uh where where the the patriarch reigns and uh you do crpg shit right like you you help him out with tasks. Uh, yeah. Some some marauders have infiltrated the town, so your first job is to go clear them out, and that sort of familiarizes you with the basics of the game. And then from there, uh, you expand out significantly. 
Uh, you get a truck, you drive around the wastelands of, uh, of Colorado, the snow covered shithole that it is. And, uh, yeah, you, your job, uh, the, the broader quest, I suppose, is to take out, uh, the patriarch's three children, but along the way you learn, uh, I'm not that deep into the game, but along the way, you, you know, you learn that not everything is black and white and every, everything wasteland is sort of shades of gray and yeah, it's on you to sort of make decisions based on, uh, what you think is, is the best option. And yeah, it's, it's that sort of game where you're making difficult choices and dealing yeah. with the consequences at all times. And mm-hmm. there's not always a way to help everybody, which I think is good. I like that. I like that in games. I like when you can't save everyone, you've got to make a choice. Um, it feels bad in the moment, but it gives your decisions more weight in the long run. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Uh, and yeah, Wasteland 3 does it quite a bit. Uh, like, I don't know. I've played a fucking lot of it, so I don't even know. I couldn't even give you an estimate of how quickly it, it does it. But like, yeah, I mean, you've got a base. And as you explore the base, you run, run across this dude called the prisoner and you have to decide whether to let him out or like leave him locked out up or you can kill him or you whatever. Him, yeah. And like the more you explore the base, the more you learn about the situation and you can learn, you can talk to him and he talks sort of in riddles, but you can sort of still decipher what he's talking about. And yeah, like there's this, there's all this stuff that's going on and it'll like, it's a really cool and interesting sort of uh, introduction to the, the moral quandaries at the core of wasteland. Uh, yeah. You, you got to make a decision. What do you do? Do you let him out? Do you kill him? Do you uh, leave him locked up? Leave him locked up is sort of the coward's choice in my opinion, but you can do it. Uh, I left him there. You left him, <laughs> left yeah. him locked up. I let him out. I didn't trust him. I let him out because he seemed like a nice dude. Um, but yeah, what can, like what? What are you going to do? Like that's that's the entire game. Everyone's going to have a different answer, or not? Like not everyone's going to have a different answer, but like a lot of people are going to have different answers, different interpretations of situations, and different reasons for making the choices that they do. And I think that's what's really cool at the core, core of Wasteland. Uh, and then you've got your your party. I think the party's too big. If I'm being honest. Uh, I think the problem is that it goes from two players to like six. <laughs> like there's just like this huge, there's no yeah. gradual sort of um, increment. And mm. like when you played a game like um, what recently did I play? Like Desperados Three, right? Where that game kind of introduces you with like his one character, and then it introduces you to a new character. And then all of a sudden, it's now that character plus someone else. And then the next mission is another character you haven't met before with new abilities and then someone else. Like, they sort of slowly get you to learn the way all these different um, archetypes work with each other or, or like, what they do. Whereas this is just kind of, like, his six characters. Go for it. And figure it yeah. out. Yeah. And because it is an RPG, like, everybody, there's, like, 
nine stats that they can put um, skills into. Sorry, nine uh, nine points you put skills into, and then uh, you know on top of that they've all got like a, a half a dozen perks that you can also have a look at and the all these different traits that you got to try and figure out like all right what should i be picking up like who's my medic and who's my sniper or my close range combat and it doesn't really give you a chance to figure that out it just kind of throws you in the deep end and is like good luck yeah yeah <laughs> see, see how you go and i actually ran into an issue with that early on where i picked a bunch of characters that i thought would work really well got into my first fight and then ran out of ammo Oh, the yeah. characters because like, they're all using they the needed, same thing <laughs> or they or they needed like um i had a flamethrower guy and oh yeah he he attacked twice and then that was it he's out of flame that was all the idea like, yeah i don't know what else to do now like where do i get more flamethrower out yeah yep. anyway stuff like that is just i don't know if i like the ammo system at this point but like why is it there i'm gonna go further than that i don't like the combat in this game at all at all yeah I, I I fucking actively hate it, man. I nearly lost the second fight. So you got the first fight, which is a tutorial fight, where the AI actively doesn't attack you. And then you've got the second fight, which is sort of your introduction to, hey, you, you've been unleashed on this world. Everything's going to happen as it does. Mm-hmm. And my fucking characters whiffed, <coughs> pardon me, whiffed 80% shot chances, like four in a row. And, like, one of my characters got fucking downed, and I was on a bee's dick of health for the first fucking, the first real fight. None of it was my fault, right? Like, what am I supposed to do if they're just going to fucking, like, shit their pants on 80% shots, right? Like, those those are good shots, right? That's, That's a high percentage, right? Like... For fuck's sake. What the fuck? And yet they just keep fucking missing them. That's not on me. How the fuck is that on me? Right? Uh, Joe, that's how fucking percentages work. Oh, you know, it's, you know, the gamble's fallacy. They're not going to, just because 80% doesn't mean they're going to hit four out of five times. I don't give a fuck. Gloomhaven does exactly the same thing. We had to fucking change the fucking rules of Gloomhaven because I was going to fucking quit. Not just me. Nate was going to quit as well, right? Clearly, neither of us have any fucking patience for this kind of shit, right? Gloomhaven has, like, at least it's removed the dice rolls, right? But it does this thing where you uh, you draw from a modifier deck when you play. So you, you draw from the deck and it'll be like plus zero, minus one, minus two, uh, times two, and there's a hit card, right? We, like, really early on, when I was knee-deep in not loving Gloomhaven, uh, what happened repeatedly is when you pull the, the miss card, you're then supposed to shuffle the modifier deck, and I would pull the miss card... And then I do another couple of attacks. Then I pull the miss card again and I have to reshuffle it. And then I do another couple of attacks and I fucking miss again, right? And there's a, it's a fucking 20 card deck. So it shouldn't be happening anywhere nearly as often as it is, right? There's a 5% chance that I'm going to fucking miss. But just through sheer shitty fucking luck, it was happening way too often, right? 
I fucking hate it. So we modified it based on a house rule that I saw someone like basically what I what I did was I Googled Hey, is Gloomhaven supposed to be a repeated kick in the dick? Or is it is like why does everyone think this is a fun game? All that's happening is someone is stomping on my fucking balls. Right? Basically Google Google exactly that. And someone else had said, Hey, uh to stop Google, uh, Gloomhaven from being a repeated kick in the dick, this is what my me and my group did. We made it so that when you pull the miss card, you put it out of play and you don't reshuffle the modifier deck until you then pull the crit hit the two times because that is also a shuffle, right? When you pull that, then you get, then and only then do you shuffle because then you've gotten both of the, you got the critical hit and the critical miss and then you you shuffle them. So you're not like you know if you've missed once in a round, you know you will not miss again until you've shuffled. Right? It's not like there's there is a lack like suddenly it is no longer oh fuck's sake. I'm just gonna fucking like we need this fucking we need me to hit this to win it all. All of it right relies on this dice roll. Ah, snake eyes. Well, cool. We've we've fucked up. We're done. No, I've got no patience for it. Right? Yeah. We, uh, Wasteland Three doesn't have anything like that. Right? It is just there is one hundred percent the possibility that you will miss fucking five times in a row on otherwise guaranteed shots and you just sort yeah. of have to fucking deal with it and the only way to fucking deal with it is to save scum and that feels like fucking garbage i've got no fucking patience for that shit in in any game yeah. i do not like percentage based fuck like it's i just don't understand i do not understand like there's multiple layers to what i don't understand about this shit first of all gloomhaven doesn't use dice rolls for a very fucking specific reason. Because people fucking hate dice rolls, right? It could be Gloomhaven, yeah, your modifier deck is uh like 20 cards, right? It could be that you just roll a D20. And if you roll a one, which you could like theoretically do a dozen times in a row, then that's it. You roll a one. Uh you miss. Roll a 20, which you could do a dozen times in a row. That's it. You crit hit over and over and over again. Instead, it's got the card yeah. system. Your odds lower. You can actually manage your odds by knowing what's in your fucking deck. You can change your odds by managing what's in your deck. You can manage all this shit, right? You can't manage shit about fucking D100 dice rolls in a game like XCOM or fucking Wasteland. You just, you're at mercy of whatever the fucking dice are. There are no modifications. There's no way to fucking guarantee your fucking hit. There is no 100% hit. What's even crazy about this shit? So, first of all, it's crazy that board games have spent the last two decades desperately trying to get dice out of, hmm. out of the game, right? They have spent... Like, board game designers have spent fucking years trying to work out ways to stop fucking dice from being in their games because people fucking hate them. But meanwhile, video games are like, yeah, baby, let's do some dice rolls. It's casino time. We love this shit. And you're like, fuck this <laughs> yeah. shit. And second of all, the other thing is, there's only dice rolls in the f fucking combat how the fuck is it if I've got five in lock picking, I'm guaranteed to pick every fucking lock that's five or lower, right? How is 
How are skills pass fail and like combat's percentages? Why the fuck is that the system? Why is that yeah. the way it works? Can't the whole fucking thing just be pass fail? Just tell me I'm gonna fucking miss, right? Fuck it. Oh, but then you won't use the ammo. Why is there an ammo system? Why fucking make me manage ammo? What the fuck yeah. is the point of that? What does it add to your fucking internal economy? Oh, so well, you got to buy flamethrower fuel. I fucking give a fuck. I'm just the only thing that matters is that I don't fucking die in combat. So I'll just spend my money on like just fucking give me less money if that's the case. Give me infinite ammo and I and give me less fucking money, right? Because given the choice of dying because my only option is for the flamethrower dude to fucking punch people or not being able to buy whatever stupid shit, I will yeah. opt to not be able to buy stupid shit. That's it. That's the fucking end of that one. It's fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah, I cannot believe there's an ammo system. Like, it is... And I, like, outside of that, the fucking inventory system in the game is really good. I really like that I don't have to dick about constantly trying to fucking sort through fucking, oh, yeah, well, oh, you got to hold on to this fucking helmet or some shit and... Oh, is this junk? I got a flag. This is junk or whatever the fuck. Like I ran into that almost immediately playing the Outer Worlds. I'm like, oh god, I actually actively missed the fucking inventory system from Wasteland now. Holy yeah. shit! Here's all the stuff I need to ditch. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you're like fucking hell. But no, Wasteland's just like, yeah, I don't know. Fucking hold on to it. I, mean, like, I, I think there's like better solutions to that random. Um, like percentage-based numbers thing that we've seen. Like there's been, uh, like I know Dota got a, got away from pure random numbers uh, years ago because they they would have like um, you know twenty percent chance for this to happen if you attacked, but that was a pure random thing. It was like there's a twenty percent chance every time you attacked that it would apply poison or something. And yeah. so when you're playing an esport with 30 million dollars on the line it's like literally like you said dice rolls like it's, yeah. not, it's not up to skill yeah it's got nothing to do with skill at that point it's just whether or not that, that thing actually happens and so they end up going away from that implemented um i think it was called pseudo random and that meant that you could then bring skill into it because if you attacked and it didn't proc what happens then the next time you attack there's a higher chance of it actually procking and yep. every time it doesn't happen the chances of it happening increases and then so you could implement skill into that because you could sit there and watch and be like well it hasn't procked yet and so yep. then i'll save my attack and use it for the next attack and i know it's going to probably there's a higher chance of it procking and so you could then take that implementation out and put it into a turn-based strategy game like um xcom or wasteland 3 or uh gears tactics and have it be 80 percent chance but if you miss the next time the chance of it missing is going to be high like it could still have 80 percent on the next hit depending on your distance but like a bonus stat of or like an extra 15 percent or something like that like yeah have a have a weighted system or don't have it be a pass or fail of like you've completely missed have it be a percentage-based damage system of like You've got an eighty percent chance of hitting him. You missed, but you still did fifty percent damage. You still hit them. Like yeah. You just did. You 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 grazed them on the shoulder or something. Or um, I th I think there's some sort of 
I think there might be some sort of system in there, but the one I've seen is very minute. Like you do a minimum minimal amount of damage. Um, yeah. So that I think there's like two ways you could fix that. But again, there's the people that are want it really hardcore, um, that want it played a specific way. And I think you could have that in a difficulty option because there's there's a number of difficulty selections in the game. You could just have it like, all right, we're turning off pseudo random or like weighted random chances or whatever you want to call it um yeah have it play like a pure classic rpg with dice rolls but i think that people don't enjoy that like how many times do you play those types of games where you're standing in front of someone with a shotgun and you've got a 90 percent shot of hitting them you whiff it and you do zero damage and you're like all right 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 And that's, that's like, there's a reason there are XCOM, XCOM memes about 95% being a guaranteed miss, yeah. right? There's a reason for that because it doesn't matter if most of the time you hit that, right? The one that sticks in your mind is the time that you fucking miss, right? And that's yeah. the problem with those percentages. That is why those percentages don't work as a player experience because you don't actively remember the the hits that you're supposed to hit. You remember the misses that you're supposed to hit. It's a fucking bad game experience overall mm-hmm. in general. That and Wasteland 3 doesn't have fucking any kind of fast travel system. So you wind up waiting fucking ages. I don't know if you've gotten into the habit yet of pressing spacebar before you fucking move anywhere. Um, just so that you auto select all of your fucking group. Yeah, but the yeah. amount of times I've fucking stood at my fucking truck waiting to fucking go somewhere and then I've, like, realized... Because I haven't been looking at my group moving. I've been looking at where... Like, I'm going from fucking one spot over around the fucking town all the way to my fucking truck. And so I'll just, like, mouse around the fucking map, passing my fucking chart, and then I fucking get to the truck, drop the fucking beacon, and then <coughs> she, like... My fucking main, the character I use most of the time because she's got high perception. So I usually lead the way with her so that I can spot Find shit. Find secrets. Yeah. yeah. Or mines. Oh my God. Have you had a case where you like fucking everyone just walks in? Like I had, there was one room where there were like fucking traps everywhere and just fucking everyone, everyone piled in. And- yeah. The armory in the first area you come across has mines. <laughs> But I'd accidentally, um, I'd accidentally spotted the mine, walked around it, opened another door, but didn't have my perception person in there, and was like, "Oh, there's a crate here." Walked through, they got set on fire. (laughs) So I reloaded the save, and then I didn't realize it had selected all of my units. And so when I pressed move, the one dude walked around it, and everybody else fucking fucking ran in after him. Yeah, and I was like, "No." Oh God. like i ha- i would have a video clip of me like yelling at my computer being like no, um so yeah i've had that a couple of times but no i i'm um i'm not as far as into the game as you i just got to the next town and i walked there i think i didn't take the truck i kind of just i think i walked there i don't know right I- <laughs> you walked to the next i think i walked there I think it asked me to if I want. Do I want to go take the truck or just walk? And I was like, just walk. Um, so right. I don't know. It just put me to the town. There's like a bunch of people standing around that are about to be um, executed. 
Oh, um, yeah. He's like a mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're so very early. Um, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, fucking... Yeah, the amount of... Well, yeah, I'll run them all over the fucking truck and then... It'll be like, you must You're assemble waiting. your group before you mo- may move on. And I'll like, look, and it's only the chick and my companions and none of the yeah. fucking group. And I'll like, uh, space, click, wait. There's no fucking fast travel. Just fucking fast travel. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Anyway. Right. I, but otherwise, um, the RPG-ness of it is really well done. Um, yeah. Like that first giant spider thing you come up no not the first one it's later on it's like in the car park or the garage in or the something garage, yep. and you, you go and up to it and there's like a bunch of options there and one of them is like hacking skill for like investigator type thing or there's like a couple of different options there but you're like oh yeah i'll hack it and then you hack it and it like arms the weapons on it and it starts attacking you and like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> just like funny things like that where you just um, find yourself in situations where you think, oh no, this will be cool. It's fine. And yeah. then it just goes completely wrong. Um, I didn't I'm okay the, with that uh, sort of stuff. Like I, I don't want to restart those type of decisions. It's the yeah. ones where I accidentally walk into a trap when I didn't mean to because I didn't realize that was a thing. Um, yeah. Until it actually happens, like there's a talking about games where it doesn't teach you. Like at no point earlier did it be like you need to use this thing in order to find this trap. It just kind of just blows up in your face and just murders like half of your team. Yeah. Um. Doesn't really warn you that's about to happen or anything. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- there's a lot of cool things going on in that game, but also, uh, I do not like. Yeah. I don't really understand the ammo system, why that is there yet, other than to make it more challenging, which yep. isn't fun, in my opinion. And then the um, the standard, like, turn-based combat numbers, 80% chance hits, and that you're never going to get anyway. It's, yeah. uh, yeah. Some of that stuff I wish wasn't in there. Like, you can turn off, like, friendly fire and things like that. Like, why not give me the option to turn off random, like, true random numbers Give me yeah. a pseudo random or like a weighted number system. It's it's um yeah, a little bit strange. But otherwise, like I'm I'm enjoying it so far. It's it's a, it seems like it's pretty deep. Yeah. I don't I haven't looked into the difficulty. I I am very tempted to just drop it to low difficulty. Provided the low difficulty doesn't impact like s- skill checks and stuff. Yeah. Uh if all it does is make the combat easier, because uh you know I return to the fact that nobody should play a combat system that they don't enjoy. And I do not enjoy this combat system. It might be the, just the easiest way to fucking to alleviate my greatest issue with this game. Otherwise like, and if I were to fix that, the only other thing I would need to do is if there was a fast travel mod, I would get it in fucking heartbeat because I do not like sitting there waiting for shit to move around. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway. Cool. Anything else to add for that? I don't think so. Uh like, yeah, it's on Game Pass. Absolutely check it out. Um Yeah, it's definitely worth a look. Uh I would recommend playing it on easy difficulty. So you have to deal with number rolling bullshit. But that's about yeah. it. Awesome. Alright, yeah. uh that's yeah, as we said on Game Pass, you can check it out if you want to. Um and that's it. We got some news we can go through quickly. There's not a whole lot here. We talked about the 
NVIDIA stuff earlier, the 30 series. So that was revealed. Yep. Um, obviously, they did the uh, 3080 as their flagship device. And then mm. the 3070 is their entry level at this stage. And they brought out the big Titan, the um, 3090, which is a beast. It's um, a lot more expensive, but it's also extremely powerful and probably cheaper than what their you know their titan x's were so that thing looks in insane it's also taking up three slots inside of your uh computer tower so yeah luke you, you probably need some room <laughs> yeah uh it's it's ridiculous but it is a beast uh i do, i can't even imagine who would use this card outside of Henry youtubers Cowell. flexing oh yeah and henry Cavill. <laughs> Isn't he just a YouTube flexing at this point? Like literally flexing yeah. most of the time. Um, yeah, like I, I've got no idea who the 3090 is for. Is literally just uh, I was talking to Costa from Oz Gamers, and uh, his theory, I believe, it was his theory, was that it exists solely so that no matter what AMD does, Nvidia can still mm. claim that they've got the fastest card. <laughs> like. It's just a essentially an unbeatable card. <laughs> like the right. what you'd have to go through to get to something that could beat it is just out out of it's the same thing that they did with the Titan. Like no matter what Nvidia can say they've got the fastest card on the market or the best card yeah. or what yeah. It is, it is well, the, literally the thing just they were pushing for it in this was the um eight K gaming, right? Yeah. With but- uh, was it 60 FPS? 60, 60 frames a second at 8K, yeah. Like, okay. all right. Cool. I don't even do 4K at this stage. Yeah, right? Like, Actually, that's a lie. I, I'm, I do, there are games I play on at 4K. I don't have a 4K uh, monitor, but the um, NVIDIA has some um, like adaptive resolutions you can do now where you can run them at 4K, but it kind of scales it. So you can still actually have a 1080p monitor or... 1440p and just change the resolution so there are games I actually run at 4k but i don't have a 4k monitor yeah um, let alone 8k <laughs> but yeah you could do that if you want to they had a couple of um i guess gaming industry personalities that were playing on like 80 inch tvs um like control and uh, wolfenstein and that sort of stuff and they seem quite impressed with it but that's kind of hard to tell right that's that's kind of why you get those people in there to experience it because you can't show someone on a stream sitting at home, hey, this thing's running at 8K. It just doesn't yeah. doesn't come across, doesn't transfer. <laughs> no one can, can see it. Like, on the stream, you're not even watching the stream at fucking 4K. They streamed yeah. it out at 1080p. So like, you're already right. in the hole. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you got like Adam Sessler sitting there being like, I can see the tread marks on this tire type thing. <laughs> Yeah. Points. Um, anyway, the um, did they say anything else about that other than the price? I think it was fifteen. Was it fifteen hundred US? Twenty four hundred AD or something like that. Right. Yeah, fifteen hundred US. So it's going to be expensive. Um, that's compared to the six ninety nine for the flagship and the four ninety nine for the entry level uh, a couple other things they talked about which was the broadcast software um this seems like a extension or like an evolution of the rtx voice 
which we use in our podcast now, um, hmm. which filters out background noise and um, other things in there. So the example that they showed was uh, somebody using a hairdryer while they were broadcasting. And uh, yeah, it eliminates the sound using um, the graphics card. They've since um, updated RTX Voice at least to allow you to use older graphics cards, so your GTX series. Uh, you no longer need to, I guess, hack it. Um, it's just going to use more use more power, mm. but that's there now. Um, but they're kind of taking that software a little bit further. They're calling it broadcast software where streamers can use it. You can do things with your background. Um, it seemed to work pretty well from what they were showing. I don't know if I would ever need to use it in my case, but I don't like I don't stream anything. But you could like yeah. basically eliminate uh like a i don't know a green screen or like some sort of chroma key in your background like you you in theory wouldn't need that you can kind of just use this software and it kind of get rid of all that stuff for you so yeah that's kind of cool for people that use that um anything else in the broadcast software that you can think of that they talked no. about not off the top man um fortnite Probably. rtx is coming so ray tracing mm. reflections to fortnite uh, they released some extra stuff for Minecraft, new maps, um, which I'm still yeah. not really into. Like, I want to play the actual, yeah. like, the survival Minecraft. I don't want to do any of the creative stuff. That's not, A, I don't know what the hell I'm doing in there. Um, but that just doesn't really interest me at all. So still waiting yeah. for that to come out. We'll see what happens. And the other thing they showed off was some um, new G-Sync displays. They're bumping them up to 360 hertz for- right. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> For esports, they're, they're basically selling them as esports. So yeah, uh, ludicrous. I don't need one. I feel like at this stage. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, but I guess you've got to have some reason to justify getting people to buy thirty nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything else to add about that other than the excessive amount of spatulas that were on display? Like. <laughs> Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, like I was saying, like, uh, I, I only watched the playback stream. Even that wasn't in 4K by the time I watched it, though. It took them fucking ages to put out the 4K, uh, stream okay. for some reason. I don't know why. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, I was already on board before it came out. I, I was guaranteed fucking day one sale, no matter what. I've just been waiting for this generation to drop, basically. But, uh, right. yeah, the reaction across the internet has been pretty hefty people are fucking about this shit which is pretty yeah. cool I, so i was watching it live um i like how everybody was pointing out this spatula thing and it wasn't for a very long time where people were like that graphics card is like sitting right behind the back like nobody noticed that it was sitting there until a little bit later on it took them a while for people to discover that which i thought was pretty funny um so yeah, as, as well, I either thought they were going to do something weird, like the background is is not real. Yeah, that's a, yeah, <laughs> like that when the presenters in the PlayStation conference weren't real, that type of stuff. Um, anyway, so I might, I might go watch that 4K uh, Cyberpunk trailer because I didn't see it in 4K. That that game is going to be disgusting on that card. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so excited. Anyway, anything else to add about the no. Nvidia stuff? No. no. Um, next up, we've got direct storage coming to PC. We were talking. Oh, about I already that. talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Next one is a Halo Veteran. 
uh, Joseph Staten is returning to help as the project lead for the Halo Infinite campaign. This is kind of a big deal. Uh, I guess this kind of tells us that uh, Halo is in more trouble than what we thought because it doesn't just seem to be a stunt hire visual issue. Yeah. Uh, It looks like it's a bit deeper. So I think uh, Halo is a bit further off than what we think. uh, This could be like a year delay, maybe longer. That would be devastating for Hmm. the Xbox, right? Like, yeah, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, they, they, I don't know. They've slotted him in to a, uh, a top, like a high, high ranked role at 343. Uh, and I mean, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, not a confidence booster um, in the short term, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit like basketball, you know, like fucking would the Bucks be losing 2 0? By the way, the Bucks lost the game against the Heat. Uh, if they if they had a bit more veteran presence in the in the locker room, probably not. Uh, you know, like sometimes it, it's a it's a fucking solid move to get things on track and keep things on point. And yeah, maybe that's exactly what they need. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I just don't see them bringing in someone like that who nope. has worked on like three Halo games. Mm. Um, like you don't bring someone in when there's you know a march delay or something like that like when this game needs to be done in in the start of january or something like that just doesn't make any sense to me uh at least at that position so it to me it reads like there's more going on here than what we think like all they've had a look they've taken a step back and said all right we, we got to work on the visuals and we've also got to sort out like the campaign is not where we want it to be so we've delayed it. We, we're going to work on it even more. We can focus on some of these other areas too. I think like, I think it's still a pretty visual related thing because he was always in the... Like cinematics and stuff, right? Yeah. So like, that's like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's more than just that, you know, how fucking flat it looked. It's definitely more than that, but it's still pretty surface level. I think it's surface level, a bit of a stunt hire, and also a, a leadership thing. I think mostly. Uh, I think the core of the game is pretty like locked in, or would be, but yeah, still, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting right. hire at the very least. Yeah, sure thing. Mm. Um, next up, we got some Dead by Daylight news because we've yeah. been playing a lot of that recently. But they've got a new chapter releasing uh, soon. It is called Descend Beyond. Um, got a new killer. Got a new survivor. The killer is called the Blight. Um, don't know if you watched this, but he's got a couple of different abilities. It's called Rush, where you activate it. It consumes a token and the killer starts running towards uh straight ahead um Mm. and you need to basically run into an obstacle like a wall or something that's in the environment which will cause them to um stop and then they'll be able to then activate another attack like another um another rush ability which allows them to attack so the first one doesn't allow you to attack at all they're just kind of like a way of gaining a bunch of um ground on your target 
Uh, if you don't manage to hit an object, something like a wall or anything that's in the environment, they become um, sort of like fatigued or stunned for a little bit. Kind of like when you um, when you hit, you swipe at someone and then it kind of takes a little bit of time to, mm. to start, start to get going again. Or if you get hit by a pallet or something like that. I guess it's, it's in re- a bit more in line with a pallet drop. Anyway, so they get a bit fatigued. Um, so you've got to try and chain these attacks together like the rush ability and then try and use the um the attack ability because while you're rushing you can't you can't attack at all and you kind of just run into stuff right and so that kind of seems um like it's i don't know i don't know how it'll work in game i kind of, kind of got to watch it and see how it plays because to me it doesn't seem that interesting um it's sort of like a mix between a hillbilly or a um someone with like a who's the texas chainsaw massacre guy is it hillbilly? Uh, that's hillbilly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, the chainsaw guy. Uh, where oh, he can like activate his tantrum guy, right? Like... Yeah, where you can kind of like activate the chainsaw and then run really quickly. But yeah. that is in a straight line, basically. Yeah, and you can attack. Whereas this is like you can run in a straight line. If you don't get to your target, you're kind of in a bit of trouble. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that kind of plays out. He's got a bunch of uh, perks as well. One of them is um, he can kick Hannibal. a generator. What's that? Hannibal. That's the, the name. Hannibal. Yeah. Hannibal. The, Hannibal. Yeah. Um, he can kick a generator, and then when someone starts interacting with it, the survivor uh, screams, and their aura is revealed for a couple of seconds. Right. The other two are hex-involved hex uh, perks. The first one allows you to block pallets from being thrown down, thrown down on you. Okay. Um, and the other one is, um, it shows you survivor auras when they're within a totem. So it's the kind of like of a, totem. yeah, range of a totem. Um, right. I guess you you pair that up with other totems. Oh, sorry, other hexes, yeah, I guess, yeah. if you want to try and protect them or things like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I don't, it doesn't really appeal to me, no. that killer much no. at all. Not not really much going on there. Um, the survivor name is Felix. He's got a couple of different uh, perks on him. One of them is visionary, which means that um, you're able to see generator auras within a certain amount of radius. Oh. Uh, which is good for, good for those, you to get to those indoor ones. <laughs> yeah, generators. We finally be able to find a well. fucking indoor generator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, the next one is called Desperate Measures. It means that uh, whenever anybody is injured or on a hook or in a dying state, so they're on the ground, uh, you get an increase to healing and unhooking, uh, depending on oh, okay. what level you're at. Good. And that's for each person, so it can stack pretty quickly. Wow, it looks like that's pretty. Uh, so that's that's a kind of perk you want to run when you're you're playing like a rescue role, or you like yeah. you're going around taking people off hooks and that sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, and then the last one is called uh, built to last, which means uh, once once per uh, trial, so once once per game, you're able to reuse a depleted item, so like a a flashlight or a um, med kit, a med kit yeah, or a, uh, yeah, the box to um, that you can use on generators or hooks or that sort of thing. It gives you extra charges once they've been used. So, um, mm. 
I guess if you're the type of person that wants to, to run utilities, yeah. items, you know, flashlights would be a real menace with flashlights because it's uh, like at, at its max, you get 50% of it back, which, which yeah. is a lot. It's a lot That's of flashlights. That's pretty huge. Yeah. Or med kit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Anyway, I don't I, like the killer doesn't really do much for me. And I usually play yeah. killer. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not wild about but it. But they're, they're still doing updates, so which is cool. Um, also, speaking of updates, there is a, they've talked about next gen. So they're moving to uh, 60 frames per second on 4K, as well as a graphics update. So they'll be doing uh, animation overhauls. Um, textures uh they'll be changing some of the way the levels look that sort of stuff so it won't just be a um resolution update it looks like they're going in and, and making changes to a bunch of the assets as well which should be interesting to see what that game looks like um and the other one which will be implemented or could be implemented now i'm not too sure uh they're update upping the i tick, believe it's tick rate already now. implemented yeah yeah okay um tick rate will be going from 30 to 60 so that's a Big change, which should make things a bit smoother for people. Kind of when you feel like you, you know, you jump through one of those windows and the killer shouldn't hit you, but they do. Um, should lessen a bunch of those situations, uh, which is awesome. So, yeah, mm. new Dead by Daylight updates coming soon. Um, yeah, and that's cool. it. That's the news. Not a lot this week. A bit quiet. Things are probably ramp up soon with a bunch of events coming on gamescom is it gamescom that's soon or is it it's on now right gamescom's already happened no what's the next one tgs I tgs guess? yeah i guess yeah. Hmm. all right any questions yes it says here yes yes <laughs> we do have questions uh where, where do we start? Where do we start? Uh, Fridge Monster Man writes, Hi Luke, hi Joe. Back in the day, every big movie had a tie-in game, but they seem to have gone out of style. Instead of getting a tie-in game for Batman Begins, we got the Arkham series of games. The latest Spider-Man game wasn't connected to a movie, and the Avengers game isn't tied in with the Marvel movie-verse. Are movie tie-in games still a thing? Or am I not spending enough time borrowing through the bargain bins? Maybe I need to be a clueless parent in order to see them. And which is the best movie tie-in game? Oh, that's a lot of oh. questions. Uh, first of all, interesting, interesting to see the Avengers game isn't on the, uh, on the list from you, uh, Luke, from this week. You, didn't, oh, you well, didn't opt into playing it? No, it's out uh, It's out on two, two days, I think, Friday. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I thought it was, well, it seems like everyone's playing it already. It's out in early access if you paid for the deluxe early access version that publishers do these days. So, no, I did not pay for that version. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, we'll talk about it. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, do they still make they them? Don't do no. Them not really. No. It takes too long to make games these days. This ain't no ET made in six weeks. <laughs> and then immediately dumped in a garbage bin. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they, I they mean, don't generally happen anymore. At this point, like, uh, movies 
the turnaround on films are a lot shorter than what it takes to make games most these days, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. You're talking like three three years for a decent game. Um, that's like at that stage, a movie isn't even started. Like, it's probably not like scripting and stuff. Movies turn around pretty quickly at, at this point, so yeah, it's just uh, the way that that uh games are churned out at this point that's why you're seeing a lot of um i don't know franchises go towards your um like your what avengers is doing or your harry potters or that sort of thing uh even goldeneye i don't think goldeneye was sort of in line with the movie that kind of came later on and i think that would be my answer for for best um movie tie-in game even though it's sort of not gold, gold, yeah. I think Goldeneye is probably the the easy pick, right? Yeah. Uh, what about uh, is 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 Escape from Butcher Bay a movie tie-in? It is directly linked to Chronicles Riddick, yeah. right? I don't think it's, no, I think it's like a sequel or something. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Then I think Goldeneye. It is. Um. That's yeah. That's the best. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. Like generally, you don't see it because it's it's too long a turnaround, and they're too protective of their franchises as a reason. Like, yeah. Then you know the the licensing rights of individuals is too tricky a thing yeah. to deal with. Uh, I think probably the last good one we saw was probably Batman Begins way back in the day. Uh, okay. That was a pretty good game. I played that on GameCube. Uh, that was a, yeah, you know, fun game that sort of focused on interesting ideas, ramping up fear and, and stuff like that. Uh, hmm. Tied in quite, quite well with the actual movie. Uh, that's the last good one I can remember. I mean, at this point, it's like, um, uh, let's chuck in something on Fortnite. <laughs> Like that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. Or like they do tie-ins with other properties. Yeah. Uh, or they, yeah. yeah. Or as 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 Fridge Monster Man pointed out, they sort of go a little broader with it. Like it's not a direct tie into the movie, but still a tie into the IP. Hmm. Yeah. Um, All right. Cool. Interesting. Good question. Cool. 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 Uh, Liam. Uh, right, so there was actually a Batman Begins tie-in you know, uh, tie game, but there wasn't for any of the two sequels. Uh, yeah, that's not a question, Liam. And uh, and I said Batman Begins before you did. So, uh, uh, yeah. Um, not a question, Liam. This is the question channel. Sort your shit out. Heathy writes, Hi, guys. Question for Luke and Job. All right, don't know if that needs... To be defined, but uh, would you rather have a shark take your right leg or a croc take your left leg? Good question. A shark or a croc? I think a shark taking my right leg, if only because I believe crocs don't bite and run. I think they spin. Yeah, they death roll, right? Uh, so the only way you're losing your left leg to a croc and actually living through it 
is if you've been through the fucking washing machine and somehow your leg has been torn off in the process, which I think would be a bit like, you know, when you like fucking wrench the drumstick off the mm. off the thigh of the chicken. I can't imagine that would feel good. I I presume the chick doesn't chicken doesn't feel it because it's already cooked by the time I do it. But uh, yeah, uh, as an alive human being, I I gotta presume that that wouldn't feel too good. While a, a a shark would grab and tear, right? But it wouldn't uh, death roll and then twist, which I think would hurt more. So I'm gonna go with uh, shark right leg. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And also, people would probably just think you're an idiot if you if get you, attacked mm. by a crocodile. Like, what the fuck are you doing swimming there anyway? 100%. Which is dumb. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Krusty, uh, right, Krusty Raven writes, what about a third option? Would you rather have a shark take your right leg, a croc take your left leg, or a kandiru, look it up, up the uh, hem middle leg? I'm going to assume the Kandiru. I'm not going to look it up. It sounds awful. But I assume it's that fish. You know, what was that movie with uh, Dwayne Johnson and uh, Stifler and Sean William Scott? They uh, talk about they talk about a fish that swims San Andreas. up here. Let's get the fuck out of here. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome <laughs> to the jungle. Christopher Walken as well. Uh, they talk about a, something swims up, or they talk about a fish that swims up your, your ding-dong in that, right? Okay. Um yeah, is that the Kandiru? Did you Google it? Did you look I, it up? I, no, I don't know how to um, spell it. Okay. C A N D I R U. Also known as oh, yeah. known as the Canero, the toothpick fish or vampire fish is a species of parasitic freshwater catfish in the family. I'm not saying that. Native to the Amazon basin. Uh, let's see. It's, uh, Alleged traits of the fish have been discredited as myth or superstition. Uh, earliest published report of Kandiru attacking a human host comes from German biologist C.F.P. von Martius. What a fucking name. Uh, who never actually observed it, but rather was told about it by the native people of the area, including the men who would tie ligatures around their penises while going in the river to prevent it from happening. Uh, oh, my God. Could you imagine tying off your dick just so that a fucking fish didn't swim up it? All right. Let's presume that this is actually a thing that happens, uh, despite it being apparently possibly a myth. Uh, Choices, Luke? Shark. Hmm. Shark right leg. Croc left leg. Or fish in the dick. What is it doing, though? What is the fish doing? So uh, causing crawls- damage? Yeah. Just it- going in there and see you later, boys. Alright. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with your dick, but a fish swimming into it would cause damage no matter what on my dick. Flat out. Uh it's got barbed a barbed head. Apparently right, it's got I'm looking, barbs I'm on its head. Thing, I think. <laughs> and uh and it and it eats the blood out of your dick. Okay. Right. Sounds terrifying. Uh, I think the thing I'm looking at is not right because it looks very small, this fish. Uh, no, it's probably pretty small. Yeah. Anyway. Up to 17 centimeters. 
that's too big to go in my dick. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Joe's taking the fish. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Taking, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. I'm going shark again. I'm going shark again. I don't want a fish in my dick. I'm sorry. I draw the line. Like, I don't know how small it would have to be for me to be okay with it swimming into my pee hole, but it would have to be extremely small and not barbed. To date, there is only one documented case of a candiru entering a human urethra took place in Brazil in 1997. In this incident, uh... The victim, a 23-year-old man known only as FBC, claimed a Kandira jumped from the water into his urethra as he urinated while thigh-deep in a river. Hmm. The- I'm taking the fish. I'm taking the fish. It sounds, it sounds like uh, I like my chances with this fish. You like your chances? It's not like you guaranteed have to give something up to this thing and you're going to no. give up your wing-wang. No, it's not guaranteed. It's like the, we're playing with, with Wasteland percentages. We're here. not playing pl- Wasteland percentages. I've got like a zero, zero, zero point. No, uh, 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 uh. The shark <laughs> takes your right leg 100%. The croc takes your left leg 100%. Or a fish swims up your dick 100%. Those are your choices, and you have chosen fish in the dick. Yeah, I'll take the fish. A 17-centimeter fish in the dick. I can't imagine you get away with that. With a, a still working penis, I think we'd be like, fine. You think you'd be fine? This happening. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. It's still a guaranteed. Like it's happening. It's still happening. There's no chance that it doesn't happen. There's a you're getting a fish in the dick, and Luke's right. like, bring it on, bring it I'll, on. I'll fight it. I got quick reflexes. There's no fighting. Either it says you. <laughs> I'm not giving up on the fish in the You're dick. I'm actively avoid. I'm giving up my right leg to not have a fish in the dick. Like that's how much I don't want a fish in the dick. You're like, well, I'd rather have both my legs and a fish in the dick than not be able to than have to fucking walk with a limp or something like ridiculous. Johnny Bravo writes, good question, Crusty Raven. Good addendum. I don't know if it is. <laughs> I think it is because we learned a lot about Luke. So uh, it's, it's good. Uh, Johnny Bravo writes, hey, gents, I'm about three episodes behind at the moment. So I look forward to hearing the answer to this question in a month's time. Then we can talk about it and you'll be asking, what the fuck are you talking about, JB? And I'll be saying, fucking question asked on the show, dumb cunts. And then you'll go, what? That was back in September, you piece of shit. Anyway, Avengers looks to be pretty of of averages all right uh but this isn't about the avengers game which i think will be out when i listen to this it's about games now being released and not part of any subscription model available between xbgp that's good just say game pass uh ea play you play plus me games have to be pretty appealing to spend money to buy out it outright if i can't just try it out for seven bucks a month do you think it is in a publisher's best interest to sell their game as part of a subscription model? Or do you think they should Avenger it up and just charge you a hundred bucks? See you in the future, JB. I mean, this has been the fucking Xbox Game Pass game uh, gap brought to you by Game Pass. Ride the fucking walrus. Like, we love Game Pass on this fucking podcast. Uh, I'm 100%. I, 
absolutely think, like, I actively do not think you should try out Iron Harvest because it costs fucking 80 bucks or 70 bucks yeah. or whatever the fuck it is. That's way too much for a game that I think doesn't work very well. That's insane. But uh, Wasteland 3, uh, if, if it was on Game Pass, I'd be like, yeah, try out Iron Harvest. Like, do it. You may as well. Check it out. It might be like a game for you. Yeah. It might be one to fucking sl- tuck in your pocket and come back to when they've fixed it. One to check in on every other month and see how it's going. Nah, not for 70 bucks. No fucking way. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's absolutely in a publisher's best interest. However, there are, there's a lot we're not seeing out of... There's not a lot we're not seeing behind the scenes with these subscription models. It's a lot we don't know for certain. Like, what percentage, what what it costs to get in on this shit, uh, whether, like, who's paying what necessarily. You know, you see uh, a game like fucking Fall Guys hit PlayStation Plus as the subscription game, and that's a huge deal. That is a fucking massive deal. It was huge for Fall Guys, uh, like the the upside for them was massive. Uh, and PlayStation gets a thirty percent cut. Yeah, of anything that they're buy- buying, any of the yeah add-ons. Like that's that's fucking huge, right? Like there's there's a lot we're not seeing, and I think that you've got to take all of that into account. You know, like uh, at the end of the day, they'll publishers make the best like you know uh iron harvest and wastelands uh were both published by the same publisher here in australia or distributor here in australia they were both um distributed by uh cock coke kosh whatever um here in australia yeah. uh like you gotta assume that they're they're taking all this shit into account uh, on on some level before they, you know, Iron Harvest didn't get the fucking Game Pass treatment. I believe it's because Wasteland Three was in production before uh, they got bought and became a Microsoft second party. I believe that's why it's definitely yeah. a Game Pass game. But nevertheless, right? Like, there's got to be something. There's there's something going on there. There's some deal mm-hmm. going on there that makes it possible where it maybe isn't for others. But yeah, yeah. I, uh, I just don't think uh, a game like Avengers needs that. It, it's that game's going to be one of the biggest games of this year, no matter <laughs> no matter what happens. Like it has a, it's got a brand name behind it. Um, it's going to sell. People are going to buy it. People are going to buy it, and then it's going to die, and it's going to be real cheap by the end of the year. I guarantee it because it's a games as a service game that doesn't appear to have. All that much going for it. Uh, I've seen like some of the people, like some of the streamers who bought in, who play a lot of fucking Destiny and have already bounced off it. Surprising, considering it's basically just Destiny with as a beat 'em up. Like it's surprising mm-hmm. to me. But yeah, it is what it is. The Avengers, I think the Avengers brand is going to get a lot of fucking traction, and but not a lot of like retention long-term hold yeah retention that's the word uh anyway 
Good question, JB. Look forward to talking to you about talking with it about you or whatever the fuck. Next I don't month. know. In a month. Good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> That's it. That's the that, podcast. That, that is the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get your podcasts from. We'll be there. Uh, if you do have a moment, please rate and review the show. Helps other people find it. Uh, appreciate people do that. It only takes like a minute. Not even. A couple seconds. Not even a minute. Um, you can email us, thegapodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You, know, you can leave us uh, questions on there, or you can jump into general chat, talk about things that are going on. A lot of NVIDIA um, discussions happening in the last couple Shut of days. Uh, guys are playing video games as well quite a bit so you can jump in there and play games with people uh otherwise you can also find us on social media facebook.com slash the ga podcast twitter.com slash the ga podcast get a youtube page the gapodcast.com slash youtube and watch the video version of this podcast if you'd like to every once in a while we chuck up some uh some video content last week we had some uh what was it pga tour 2k21 i put up some control footage and uh there is no game of wrong dimension put some of that up there as well uh which i finished today as well that was a pretty good game um this week i think i've got some more pga tour 2k21 i think i recorded our second game of that cool. and i'll try and grab some um maybe some underlords and wasteland chuck that up there nice. anyway um that's on our as i said youtube page otherwise you can go to our, our website thegapodcast.com and uh, check out anything you want on there. It's got links to all the things we just talked about on the show, including past episodes. Uh, you can go read Job's review or watch it if you'd like to about Windbound. Yeah. And uh, that is all thanks to our Patreon members who help support the show. If you'd like to do that, you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast. Uh, helps us pay the bills to the website, keeps things running. Thank you to everyone who does that every month. Greatly appreciated. And Job, you got anyone pimp out this week? Maybe a new, no. new box? Show people the look, box. Look, look at the box. <laughs> you have to. What is in the box? Oh God, what's in the box? That's a, this is this is my box. new PC it's a case. Big wide box. It's a fucking big box. It's my new PC case. It's got it's got my CPU in it, and I believe the PSU is somewhere in there as well. They no. sent it all stored inside. The What's the code? That's interesting. So that if someone just steals the one box, they get everything. They get a surprise, like a. PC surprise. Fucking good luck. It's heavy as shit. Yeah. Maybe, like, that's chunky. Like, fucking hell. It's like Xbox Series X chunky. It's fat. It is a fat fucking box. Um, anyway, thanks to our patrons. Uh, and, yeah, nothing to pimp out, but do read my Windbound review. And uh, I'll chuck a link in it to the, the VOD of the Twitch discussion, if you care to watch it. I don't really know if people nice. rewatch Twitch VODs. I think I might be the only person who does. I did clip something, me uh, crashing my fucking boat like a chump. It was a high quality nice. moment, uh, but yeah. Anyway, awesome. what about you? You got anything? Um, no, I guess you can go to Survivor, check out my Control AWE review that went up. Yeah, um, you should post that or a link to it on the GA podcast. Right. You should do that. That'd be good. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> should. Um, yeah, you can go read that. I uh, I think I talked about it for uh, yeah, a thousand words or something, I think. I can't even remember how much I wrote. Anyway, 
It's up on Survivor. Uh, otherwise, you can find me on social media, twitter.com slash LaGlorie, L-A-W-R-I-E. And uh, that's all I got going on this week. Cool. Sweet. We'll nice be back next it. week. We will be Avengers. back. Avengers. I'll be talking about Avengers, more Wasteland. Um, anything else you can think of? Tell me why. I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of stuff coming out. Should be good. There's some stuff. We'll talk about yeah. some stuff. It'll be good. We will. All right. Bye. Bye.